This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, as they do once a year, they have their Fuku Bukuro grab bags back. It's, it is the holiday season, and in Japan, there is a fun custom where stores sell a secret sealed lucky bag filled with unknown contents to customers. The special sale happens around, around the New Year time, and... Though um, though the bag tends to cost a little bit, they always have way more value inside the bag than, than you pay for it. And J-List is no exception. They have Fukubukuro bags with three with packs of three J-List t-shirts inside for both men and women. They have a, they have a kawaii box Fukubukuro bag. A, um, they have a toy box, and they also have an adult grab bag as well. So for your holiday season, you can get a pretty cool gift for your friends or your family by getting a secret sealed lucky Fukubukuro bag from JList.com. I recommend that. And uh, with that, we are going to start the podcast. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Does the Kappas not have about 10 legs? True or false? Yeah, but they're tiny okay, legs and they're great. underneath no, it. Oh, that's great. True or false? Yeah, okay. That's not a true or false. Is it true or false? Does it have 10 legs? Yes, true. Do, do cats have claws? Yeah. How many claws does a cat have on every paw? Oh, I don't know. Like It's five. Five? Okay. That is 50 razor sharp <laughs> blades coming but at look you. look at it. it it's, has like no... a, it's like a bowling ball covered in butcher knives. I... Uh, it's coming at you. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Critters where they roll no. up into a ball and Did that like, movie also come out in the eighties? Absolutely. They'll like roll over someone and they're and like, <laughs> look at that guy. Yeah. That cat bus is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and that son of a bitch is coming at you. It does look terrifying. It's literally <laughs> screaming all the time. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 395th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. That's right. Oh, it's good to be back. Ah, oh, Kazuo, my brother. How are uh, you? My brother from another mother. I'm doing well. Uh, of course, I am Kazuo. I am joined here by Mitsugi. I am usual. always here. I am always. I am Mitsugi in the flesh. I feel like happy you, to be here. I feel like you are part of the studio. Yes. I feel like you have fused with I the have, stool. I have melted with this microphone and yes. part of this laptop, and it's very painful. You are now one with the pod. You are in the podcast. I am. I'm like Lawnmower Man. I have I have become cyberspace. Who? Uh, another 80s movie you haven't seen. Oh, okay. Fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to be talking about 80s movies today. Uh, instead, we're going to be talking about um, some anime animal animals that we like. That's right. But before we get and into we're that- we're going to make them fight. It's true. We're gonna- oh, God. Oh please! Here, here comes here comes Peta. People can literally can, get making it, imaginary <laughs> making imaginary animals fight. Yeah. Um. Of course, you can find us on our website aaapodcast.com. Uh. Type in slash join at the end of that to create an account to sign up for all of our additional content. There's like 500 for episodes you've never heard before. That's true. On there, literally waiting for you. Don't and you want to be a part of it? There's hentai episodes, hobby addicts, after parties. There's enough madness that you will never be able to listen to all of it. Yes, of course. You can also head over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast. Is that thing over 2,000 people yet? It's got to be really close. You know, I'm going to pull it up and take a look. 
So um, we'll see where we're at right now. I think we're very, very close. I don't think we've crossed it just yet. What? Otherwise, somebody would have told me. What's the mission on this podcast, Kazuo? The mission here is to make, make your, your anime, anime addiction, addiction worse. worse. What? That's right. And we're going to do that today again by talking about our anime animal death, our battle to the death. <laughs> is that what you called it? Yep. So uh, basically, Mitsugi and I are picking our top 10 animals in anime. I will eventually teach people listening to this podcast to be less sensitive. If we get yes. up and if we get up in arms because we're making imaginary animals fight, mm-hmm. then it's true. We need to. We need. We need something. We need help. We need something. Yeah, we need something, something. Something needs to happen. So, uh, so yeah, we'll be t- we'll be talking about some of the best a- animals in anime, and then of course making them fight to the death. Because that's right. That's how we do. That's how we will. <laughs> we'll also be doing some impressions. We're still working on our fall 2017 anime impressions, so we'll be covering Kekai Sensen and Beyond, which is that's the second right. season of Blood Blockade Battlefront. Yeah, um, because that translates. Yeah. Also, Hozuki no Reitetsu, season two. What is that in English? Uh, I have no idea, but the main character's name is Hozuki. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Uh, I will, but I will look up what a Reitetsu is right now, because right. I, I don't know exactly. Awesome. Uh, we'll also be doing uh, an impression on Imoto se Irabei, which is something about little sisters. I don't remember exactly. Reitetsu means cool-headedness. So it will be like the cool-headed Hozuki. Okay, interesting. Um, also, Mahotsukai no Yome, which is the ancient Magus bride, mm-hmm. and Shoujo Shumatsu Ryoko. Now that would translate to like a um, little girl's weekend trip. Oh, okay, okay, which yeah. Which kind of makes sense based on the anime. So uh, I think it's called in English. Uh, at least what they call the show is "Girls' Last Tour." Hmm. Which may not translate, but that's what I they call see it. the kanji. Shumatsu probably can be read different ways. So before we get into all that, it is time for this week's Big Bang Big Bang. I love Vegeta. So um, we have some Donald Trump news. Oh, all right. Is it I, fake news? It's we've gotten to the point in in our world where I literally feel self conscious about even talking about Donald Trump because people are so like, I don't know, aggressively appalled by everything in the world. Mm. I think we can all agree on that. And then anyway, but Donald Trump recently visited Japan, which oh. is why this is relevant. All right, that's nice. And um, did 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 like a, a troop rally, spoke to the troops that are in Japan because there's lots of them there. Okay. And uh, also had some steaks and golfing with uh, with uh, Prime Minister Abe, as you do. Okay, hanging out, schmoozing. Schmoozing, yeah. And But he also, he said that Japan, quote-unquote, is a treasured partner and a crucial ally to the the United States, and that today we thank them for decades of wonderful friendship between our two nations. And he also said that no dictator and no regime should ever underestimate America talking about North Korea. Okay. The whole point of the trip was North Korea. Gotcha. And... um, Basically, on Monday, they tomorrow, they will be having another meeting, the, the Abe and Trump, to talk about a dialogue about North Korea, which is the top issue. And I wonder, I'm sure that Donald Trump, based on his statement, has is going to offer full support to Japan about North Korea, including, I believe, the, the, the article, which just comes from, from the Japan Times, was... I, the, the tone of the article made it feel like they're going to be sort of sending more troops and providing more defense for Japan which is a nice thing um, considering they're firing like warheads over Japan just right. for fun. But um, I wonder like my thought here is I wonder if Abe will still feel this like intense need to build like an army if they have a meeting and Trump's like, oh, well, we're going to triple the forces in Japan and provide all kinds of like missile defense and all this. And I wonder if Abe will still be like, yeah, we need a military that's like going to, 
you know, be really huge. Cause I wonder if the people in Japan, if they'll be, if they'll think, Oh, well, we don't really need that anymore because the U S is going to defend us. You know, it's a weird, like his whole campaign was based upon like defending Japan from North Korea and all this. Right. So I don't know. There's some interesting political developments going on. Um, and I think, like, for once, Donald Trump didn't do something that makes people angry. I would be curious to know what, like, the general populace in Japan thinks about him. I have no idea. Yeah. I know that um, I do talk to a girl who lives in Venezuela, and they're having, like, a civil war. And there was talk of um, the United States and Donald Trump sending re- sending relief to the people of Venezuela. And I know that she was very, like, happy about that. And she was all like literally like in favor of Trump and all that. So okay. it's not that everybody outside the world hates him, I guess. So I don't really know what the tone in Japan is like, but I don't know. Probably probably not much different than it is here, I'm guessing. They're pretty dialed in, you know? Right, right. So the U.S. politics are pretty important to Japan. So they're probably just about as dialed in as any, probably more dialed in than we are. Yeah. I feel like the average person in the U.S. doesn't really know what's going on that well all the time. No, or I mean, they have an idea. Idea, but it's generally not necessarily the truth. Yeah. Anyway, so. I just thought it was interesting that like um like that they're they're sort of they're they're Japan and the U.S. are sort of are sort of getting together to help to deal with the issue of North Korea. Um, probably something that should have happened a while ago already, but yeah, it's nice to see us and Japan having good relations. Was I think the point? Cool. Sounds good. Oh, I guess that's it. <laughs> Oh, you're used to having two? I know, yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess there's no uh, double trouble today, huh? <laughs> Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. All right, so we have the good, the bad, and the moe. It's been, it's back. It was gone for a while, but it's back. Um, for the good this week, Nintendo seems to be doing well with pretty much everything. The, they announced sales numbers for Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Run, and the Super Nintendo console, as well as the Switch. All good news for Nintendo fans. Awesome. Super Mario Odyssey um, has sold more than 2 million copies in the first three days after launch in, of October 27th, which honestly, actually, I think to me sounds like a low number. Well, you have to take into consideration how many units are out there of the Switch and all of that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so 2 million copies is probably a good attach rate for a console that only has, according to the Nintendo, now 7.6 million units in circulation as of September 30th. So that means that like... In circulation. And for those that yeah. aren't watching, I just use air quotes. Yeah. But, I mean, that yeah. means that they, they've sold that many. I don't know. Or that means they have that many in stores. That is, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of these companies do that. Nintendo does it a lot. Microsoft does it a lot. Yeah. Where they'll say, we have, um, I forget the exact term they well, use for it. Well, but this one was, we sold that many. But Ninten- mm-hmm. just because Nintendo sells, it doesn't mean it's in people's houses. Right. But anyway, so that would be like an attach rate of like, like I don't know, 30% or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario Run has, downloads have reached more than 200 million downloads, which is insane. That's just crazy. But, um, which is weird because people seem to hate that game. Yeah, it, it was people were talking shit on that game from the first minute. Also, the Nintendo NES Classic has sold more than two million copies worldwide, which is the mini console of the SNES that has the preloaded like twenty games on it. Right. So people seem to be going crazy after after that. So Nintendo does seem to be doing pretty well. I wonder if Switch, if the Switch's momentum will may, will keep up or if it'll peter out once um everyone, which all the fanboys have one. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question though. I mean. Uh- I haven't been hearing a whole lot about it except for from diehard Nintendo fans. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, I guess if that's all they need to, to stay afloat. Yeah. So, um, also, for the bad this week, this is really bad. Courtesy of the Japan Times again, there is a there was a, there has been a very terrible serial killer case in Japan that I was not aware of previously. A Recently, a, a Gunma girl was added to the list of potential serial killer victims. Japan, as I said, having one of the worst cases in its history. More than weeks, more than a week since finding nine dismembered bodies in a sex industry apartment in Kanagawa. Jeez. Police want to add another man and, and a woman from Kanagawa to the list of victims because their bodies were found scattered. Their body parts were found scattered across seven coolers in the, in the, in the same apartment. What? The and they now want to add a female high school student from Fukushima and one from Saitama prefectures, and also a 23-year-old woman from Western Tokyo and Hachijo, Hachioji, um, but who they don't even, they can't even identify them. They have to do like a DNA analysis. Yeah, it's super terrible. The killer, whose name is Takashiro Shiraishi, has been caught and confessed to all the killings, which is good, and they caught him at least. The suspect allegedly used Twitter to lure his victims, many of whom were apparently suicidal and wanted his help in taking their lives, but the killer said that, quote-unquote, the victims did not actually want to die, but he killed them anyway. Wow. Which is really dark. So sorry to bring that upon you, but... Jeez. I'm sure that this is one of the biggest stories in Japan, period, because this kind of crap doesn't... We have a shooting like every week in America, but this kind of shit does not happen in Japan. So I'm sure every every single person in Japan is scared and terrified of this story. Moving on from that, the Moe. 90% of Crunchyroll users identify as gamers, which I could have told them that. Yeah. Crunchyroll recently conducted a survey to see how many of their anime fans were also gamers. They had 10,000 responses about which consoles they own, their favorite genres, their spending habits, etc. And 90% identified as gamers, which I would not be shocked to see Crunchyroll take that information. And they probably had the survey because they're planning on doing something video game related for their business anyway. Yeah. Like maybe a video game streaming service or something. Um, and But like, I, I we, we've had similar surveys on our podcast and I know that pretty much everybody who listens plays yeah. video games. I mean... So, bit, wow, shocker. Yeah, who nowadays... I Like, I feel like everyone is a gamer in some way or another. Pretty much everybody. You know, like, even if you're not like a traditional buying consoles and all this other stuff, like, a lot... How many people play games on their phones or tablets? A lot of people yeah. do it. So I feel like almost everyone is. I'm glad about that. You know, it's good to have one aspect of nerddom not be like trashed all the time. Mm-hmm. Where anime is still trying to get there, I think, but um, at least video games, I've become pretty mainstream. Awesome. And that's what I have for you. Fantastic. I, hope I hope you enjoyed it. It's time for another segment here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever have a drop. I don't have a drop yet. We still will have soon. a drop for we it. We will have a drop soon. Still still working on that drop. We, do, we will have a drop soon. On the horizon. New anime releases. There Since you, you won't do it. I Nope. I, yeah. That you got it. Nailed it. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to take your embarrassment and lay it out there for the world. And you do a great job at that. Yeah, just like my just like my shonen boy voice. What's your shonen? Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. You want me to do it again? No, please don't. Okay. <laughs> so this is a segment where I again where I talk about new upcoming animes that have been greenlit, and rejoice Fujoshi because a new series of free, eternal whatever free is coming. So for waste. Oh shit. Yay. Oh, there it is. So, a new free anime is coming out next summer. High quality anime, I'll tell you what. The official website for free revealed that the series will be getting a new season to to premiere in the summer of 2018, and they will also have a very presumptuous, I hate this, episode zero special screening. Oh, God. So, I always skip episode zero. Yeah. It's so, ugh. It's It's usually It it grosses me out that we have to have that. It's usually not important. It has nothing to do really with the story or, you know. 
Yeah. It's but like hey, a, I'm down for some more free. It's like when Fate when Fate Zero had a one hour um, episode that was like episode zero. I was like, yeah. I was like, really? Yeah, well, it was Seriously. like 45 minutes or something like it that. Was it was a long, long, long as hell. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, a tournament anime, people. Yeah, I'm down for some more free. I, I enjoyed the first two seasons. Um, Are you a Fujoshi? No. Are you sure? I, I mean, I don't think so. I don't know. Well, maybe I am. Maybe you are. No, um, but no, I enjoyed the characters. Like I, I know have, for sure that you're not a that, that you're not a Yankee, a Yankee, a Yankee, Yankee. Because if you were, you'd have a pompadour. That's true. Buck a pomp ain't easy. Buck a Anyway, I'm interested yada, to see yada, where the characters it. go from here. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hopefully the one guy will get his teeth fixed so that they're not razor sharp. <laughs> yeah. So there's more free coming. I'm sure everyone's excited. Fantastic. Is that it? That's, That's all? it. All right. Well, on that note, we have our trivia from the website. Uh, this week, the uh, of course, if you go to aapodcast.com and you scroll down, you'll see the trivia there towards the bottom. The answer for this week was Aoi Bungaku. And the correct winners were, uh, looks like there were just three. Epic Anime Watcher of Destruction, Chibi Rob, and Golden Jedi Link. And the winner for the week is Epic Anime Watcher of Destruction. It's pretty good. Some good stuff there. That's a good name too. I like it. And the winner of the month is Star Blazer 2202. I can't find the normal drop, so I'll just give him this one. I was trying to give you time. That's right. So Star Blazers, uh, I guess you can hit Mitsugi up or if you haven't already. Oh, I I, I already. You're already. I I always reach out right away. Of course. So yeah. So of course, uh, so we'll have more uh, trivia up on the website shortly for you guys to participate in. Yeah, um, hopefully. Until then, hopefully. Until then, we have our in-show weekly trivia. Um, it's another name that anime. I guess this is just what we're gonna stick with. Uh, no, maybe not. It's uh, it seems like a lot of fun. You so, should not presume. So name the anime. We'll answer it after the break. Uh, on live television, the ruler of all vampires reveals the existence of her species to the world and states her plan to build a sanctuary in Japan for vampires. Using her family's wealth uh, to pay off the nation's debt, they have agreed to let her build this safe haven for her fellow creatures of the night. So, name that anime. We will tell you right after the break. And if you get it right, we'll give you a prize. Yes. Not really. Our love and affection. Anime Addicts, it's Mitsugi, and it's time for your anime news break. Getting it started off, Aho Girl, a very popular comedy manga, is about to end, according to the manga author Hiroyuki, which he announced on his blog that the Aho Girl manga is going to be ending in the January issue of Beisatsu Shonen Magazine in December. So Aho Girl began its original serialization in, in Weekly Shonen Magazine in November of 2012 and has been running since then as a, as a fairly big success. So for those of you that are fans of Aho Girl, do enjoy the last manga volume when it comes out this December. Next up, TV Tokyo is planning a huge celebration for Pokemon's 1,000th episode. That's right. I did not know that, but apparently Pokemon does have 1,000 episodes. Ash Ketchum has been added since then and... 
on the 1000th episode of the Pokemon anime series, which is going to be coming out pretty soon on November 9th. TV Tokyo is going to be giving away tons of free swag for Pokemon fans. They're going to be giving away copies of Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for the 3DS, Pokemon Original Nintendo 3DS, 2DS LL Pikachu Edition consoles, which is like a handheld uh, DS. It looks like a Pikachu. Pretty cool. Um, Rotom Encyclopedia DX, Pokemon Z Power Ring set, and a bunch of other stuff, including Blu-ray DVDs, etc. It's a big celebration for TV Tokyo, who, that has been carrying Pokemon for a long time. And uh, to have 1,000 episodes in an anime series is just unbelievable. Next up, Crunchyroll has been hacked, I think, and there have been forwarding to a website that forces users to download malicious software. Crunchyroll said recently, particularly from its German Twitter account, that the Crunchyroll website was redirecting users to a website that forced them to download malicious software, and that was about 8 a.m. on Saturday. The website forwarded people to a new media player for Crunchyroll that was called crunchyviewer.exe, and uh, the German Twitter account urged people to delete the program, to not run it, and to scan their computers for viruses. So if you were one of those people that, that downloaded such a piece of software, whether it, was, whether it was knowingly or not, you should scan your computer and take care of that, as the German section of Crunchyroll has advised. And last up, the Tales of video game series has seemingly no end, as there are a ton of these games, and Bandai Namco has filed two more trademarks for the Tales of series, so for those of you that are huge fans of Tales, there are two more games apparently coming. The, the trademarks of Tales of Tor and Tales of Musical so they filed these on October 13th, and I'm sure more games are on the way. So for those of you that are fans of the Tales of series, it seems to be alive and well, so you can enjoy more games coming out in the future. This is Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break, and now, yep, it's time to get back to that podcast. You'll never believe what happened at the bar the other day. This couple walked in. Uh-huh. And they pulled out their phone and started showing me pictures. And so they had this cucumber and they put it right up. Whoa, the- stop. Save it for the hentai episode. Oh, yeah, totally. Hey, Mitsugi. Yeah, Chiaki. Have you been keeping up with Persona 5? No, I fell behind, actually. Dude, the end of the game is completely insane. We have to talk about it, like, right now. Well, let's do it on the Hobby Addicts. Hey, you. Yeah, you though, the listener. Want to know what we're talking about? Then go to aaapodcast.com slash join to get after parties, hentai episodes, and more. Yep, almost eight extra episodes of content a month for less than a dollar an episode. Go to aaapodcast.com slash join to become a true addict. Hey, Steve Bloom here, voice of Spike Spiegel, Vincent Valentine. Lee Ron from Gurren Lagan. Gilman from Digimon. And a bunch of other crap. And I am a total anime addict, dude. <laughs> Tune in, or else. What does Kazuo think of Evangelion? I understand that End of Evangelion was a conclusion for the series, but that didn't come out till way later. That's like someone giving you a cheeseburger, but instead of like the meat it's dog shit and then later on they're like oh here's the meat patty yeah but i already ate this shit burger <laughs> i mean i get that the meat patty kind of like helps but the burger is on its own so that's kind of 
how I view Evangelion. It's like a dog shit burger with a meat patty that you get later. So no, I didn't really enjoy it all that much. You, you don't like eating dog shit? Not, I mean, only on Wednesdays. And we are back to the 395th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Uh, I, you know, this music is, is it's nice. But it's I, very nice. But I don't, I feel like it's just not the right vibe. It is. To get us back this is, into the show. Literally, this is always the right vibe. It's, in life. Wow. Okay. That's a, it's a strong statement. It's, it's not. It's common sense. Common sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's certainly an opinion. You know, without music like this, you might not have any music today. Okay. It's true. All music written today is based on classic music. Oh boy, what have I done? It's literally the truth. I forgot I can't talk about this. Did stuff you know with that him? like Bach and Scarlatti oh, no. are the here we go? Those are the people that literally created like what a what a C sharp minor <sighs> scale is. Okay. Huh, what? Huh? What? Oh, oh, hey, yeah, uh, we're back with the podcast. Okay. Um, so you're, you're wrong, but that's fine. I haven't made a statement. No, but you were mocking me. Um, so I'm wrong because I mock you. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Good call. So we had an in-show weekly trivia question, which wasn't so much a question as it was a name that anime. So uh, on live television, the ruler of all vampires reveals the existence of her species to the world and states her plan to build a sanctuary in Japan for vampires. Using her family's wealth to pay off the nation's debt, they have agreed to let her build this safe haven for her fellow creatures of the night. That anime is Dance in the Vampire Bun. What? You might as well call it Dance in the Vampire Buns because that anime was more or less a like a lolicon sex fest. I've never seen it. Sounds oh, no! sounds fascinating. Well, you know, Mina Teps is the vampire queen, and she's she looks like a ten year old girl, and she's half naked for most of the show. And this was right after um like Strike Witches got got in trouble for being so like lewd with lolis, and so this came out right after, and so this one got in trouble too. Well, you know, it's a good thing that we really cleared up that whole loli situation. No, it's all over. Didn't. No more lolis. They're all gone. We did it, guys. Yeah. Way to go. People just got numb to it. You did the right thing. Oh wait, no, they're still there. Oh, never mind then. Forget I said anything. Anyway, that was the answer though. All right. I've seen it. We covered it on the podcast like six years ago. Oh, that was before. It was, it was not very good. Before my time. You know, I realized I've been on this podcast for quite some time now. You have. It was like four years, maybe. Three or four years. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. I mean, not really. It goes by fast. I mean, what am I doing with my life? Um, learning how to speak. <laughs> learning how I am learning how to speak. I think you'd be amazed. Like personally for me, how much my speaking ability and my conversation skills have increased drastically Mm. from doing this podcast. You know, that's a fair point. I do. I do feel now that I could literally have a conversation about anything with anyone. Drastic. I'm talking, you learn how to like hear people's like cues and their, in their statements and how to like ask follow up questions. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So our main topic for today, I bet you're a great interviewer. Um, maybe I've done a couple interviews through the podcast very early on. And I mean like professional interviews. Oh, like if I'm being interviewed for a job. Oh, I'm a really good. Yeah. See, I bet the podcast is part of that. But I feel like I've always been though. Well, you're very outgoing. So it helps a lot. Like I've always felt like if I can get to the interview process, I'll, I'll get it every single time. Except for the last time when I didn't get that job. Ah, well, but I was close. You'll you'll get it next time. You'll get it next time. All right, so for our main topic today, we are going to be uh, going over our 10 favorite anime animals, I guess. No. 
or just 10 anime animals that we thought of, and then we're going to make them fight to the death. Yeah. Right. And remember, Pokemon is basically all this is. So I don't want to hear anybody talking about PETA and shit. Yeah. Because it'll, right. make, it'll make you a unbelievable hypocrite. So in true Kazuo fashion, I was putting together my list while we were I'm on the so break. I'm so defensive, Kazuo. Of what? Just, just everything be, in everything, general? Everything, yeah. Yeah, you very, you very much are. Well, when you got people coming at you from like well, different except angles. Except nobody's coming at you. Oh, they do. Not quite. But you think everyone's I coming at you. I have eight years of people coming at me on Twitter and Facebook and... Yes. Private messages. This is part of you being defensive is you think everyone's attacking they you. They are. They're everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. This is part of the issue. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we basically were just going through our 10 anime. I, of course, I was putting together my list on the break. So I have one slot left and I can't think of who to put in that slot. But maybe by the time we oh, get to it. you were slacking. It, I was, yeah, I was slacking. Unfortunately, I was spending all day working on, you know, watching anime for the podcast. Well, that's what I was doing. But I know we're, we're just two, we're, we're hard workers. We are. Or something like that. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I guess you wanted to get this thing fired up. First pick. Who do you yeah. got for number one? I have the cat bus from My Neighbor Totoro. Chichi Kokoyama Hospital. Okay. That's where the cat bus goes. That's true. Yeah. All right. One so. of the most well-known and most loved characters in Japan is the cat bus. <laughs> they all know the cat bus. Yeah. Stuffed animals of the cat bus can be seen everywhere. But if you haven't seen My Neighbor Totoro, I don't know why you haven't seen it. You absolutely should. Every single anime fan should see my my neighbor Totoro. Yes, I that's would kind of like not knowing who Mickey Mouse is. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a great analogy. I mean, Mickey Mouse is to the U.S. as Totoro is to Japan. I would say that's pretty accurate. Yep. So you have to see my neighbor Totoro, and besides, it's a damn good movie. So my first pick mm-hmm. was Kirara from Inuyasha. The little, the little like, uh, what is she like a fox or something? Yeah, she's like a fox demon that can turn into a giant demon. Yeah, hell yeah, that's right. I don't know how Totoro's Well, she's probably like one, even, even in full size, she's maybe a tenth of the size of the cat bus. Yeah, but like, what, what are the cat bus's combat abilities? Well, the I cat mean, this, bus has like 10 legs, but all presumably have claws. Okay. I'm sure it can fight. Dude, but, okay, Kirara has, I think she can like breathe fire or something, if I remember correctly, or she has some kind of like fire around her, if, I don't remember. <laughs> You don't, it's even, been you, so don't, long. you don't even know Look, your own character's fighting abilities. Why don't you just have resigned this long one? Time. Just resign this there, one. No, I'm not gonna resign. You to don't a even bus. know. What, you don't even know what your own character can do, dude. I know my own character is a fighter. It's and an is unbelievable aggressive. embarrassment on your part. You're not. What, you are oh, completely unprepared. What can unprepared. your character do except for transport I people said, from one place to another? I just said the cat bus has ten legs. It could claw the shit out of I you. I don't think those legs are doing much clawing. That cat bus could. That cat bus could those grab you. It could literally choke you to death with its legs. What? It has it, it, it has the most powerful oh, headlights in history on its eyeballs. It could blind you drastically with its eyeballs. That's the it can worst. Run, it can run on telephone lo- telephone wires. You know how nimble that is? That agility. Right, such agility, such grace. I will give you the agility. It is quite agile. That is. is true. That's a yeah. fair point. Mm-hmm. However, Kirara can fly. All right. The cat bus can also summon Totoro. Okay, no, you can't be bringing friends in here. If not, then I'm calling in like the whole gang. Who, who, who is going to take on Totoro? He's the god of the forest. Do you really want the whole cast of Inuyasha to be killed? And eaten, probably? Because Totoro has a giant mouth. That's true. That's not, no, but you, no, but you can't bring Totoro into it, then. This is a one-on-one battle, okay? Are you make, are we making up the rules These, as we the go? Rules, it's the rules of Pokemon, all right? You can't interfere, all right? In the, it's a one-on-one battle between the two creatures. Unless but you, you can heal Pokemon, so you are interfering. I mean, I, I guess. Whoever has the most healing potions I'm saying wins. you can't bring somebody else into the fight. Fine, that's fine. 
This is a one-on-one fight. Do you like to take in a, in a stadium? Let me ask you a question. Yes. Would you like to have thirty seconds so you can research what your what your own character can actually do? No, I already know what my character. My All character. Right, well, let's hear it. There's. It's not. It's a not. It's a non-competition. Hmm. Your the cat bus has no offensive abilities. I just explained to you what it could do. You're making up offensive abilities. I, it would take you to the Shichi Kokoyama Hospital after it beats your ass. <laughs> it's yeah, gonna it beat would. your ass and take you to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It's such service. But, but you have, there's no attack. How are you going to attack? Are you going to run me over? The service is I amazing. I fly. What, who is going to beat your ass and then be so kind to take you to the hospital? See, I'm missing the part where you beat my ass. I just explained why. You, you're making happen. up attacks that you can't actually do. I actually am, I actually do have combat ability. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Does the campus not have about 10 legs? True or false? Yeah, but they're tiny okay, legs and they're great. underneath and that, it. Oh, that's great. True or false? Yeah, okay. That's not a true or false. Is it true or false? Does it have 10 legs? Yes, true. Do, do cats have claws? Yeah. How many claws does a cat have on every paw? Oh, I don't know. Like It's five. Five? Okay. That is 50 razor sharp <laughs> blades coming but at look you. look at it. it it's, has like no... a, it's like a bowling ball covered in butcher knives. I, I, it's coming at your first ass. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Critters where they roll no. up into a ball? and Did that movie like, also come out in the 80s? Absolutely. They'll like roll over someone and they're and like, look at that guy. Yeah. That cat bus is terrifying. <laughs> and that son of a bitch is coming at you. It does look terrifying. It's literally <laughs> screaming all the time. But look, the, the point is, is that it's, it's very limited in, in its offensive ability. You're presuming that I'm, I'm, but I'm judging it based on what we've seen it do. Listen, I know what Kirata does. She can fly. She's very fast. She maybe has fire, but I, I don't think recall I remember that. fire. I don't somewhere. recall there being fire in there. I remember Kirata being, being dangerously wounded several times during the show, which makes her seem not you like know a why? great fighter. Cause she's a fighter. It How was, many times has the cat bus even been in a conflict? It, it was probably because the, the was, cat bus doesn't even have, he doesn't have the mentality of a fighter. Kirata right? is, is, is a seasoned veteran of combat. Well, it's pretty much because the only people that can see the cat bus are Totoro and the two girls. So Kirata wouldn't even be able to fight back because she wouldn't even be able to see the cat bus. Cat bus would literally be on top of her, choke strangling the shit out of her without even being seen. The cat bus couldn't get to her. Kirata can literally just fly up. And then the cat bus is like, oh shit, I can't get over there. She's flying. Boom. Instant win. I, I would love to see who the who the chat thinks wins, and I think that we should be leveraging them the entire time. Otherwise, we just argue endlessly. I agree. I agree. So I mean, we'll I, see what they I, say. Kidada. Yeah. So far, they say right. Kidada. Although you gave literally no argument at all. Why you I, win? You made up things you that did, the all, cat bus can't even do. Your entire argument was based on the cat bus not being able to fight, but I heard nothing about why Kidada can fight. Uh, Kidada is. Uh, I'm pretty sure she can breathe fire or something. Not breathe fire, but like, I just remember there being a lot of. I I watched this show. 15 years ago, I don't remember. You don't even know you don't even know your own shit. Yeah, well, what do you want me to do? All right, well, we'll see. One one vote for Cat Bus. I'll just give it to you because I'm nice. Even oh, though, okay. I think my argument was way better and more and more humorous also. Uh, you lied about several things and just made up things that the Cat Bus can't actually do, but that's fine. You have no proof. That's fine. I said the <laughs> I, no I said the Cat Bus has 10 legs, true. And do cats have claws, true. That was all that was as simple as that. 50 claws. Boom. Cherry Boy Rider says Kirata could just light the other cat on fire from the sky. Do we? Are we sure that Kirata can breathe fire? I think I, I don't remember, remember that ever I happening. I just remember there being fire around her. I remember Kirata being injured a lot, which was probably because she was protecting other worthless members of the gang from Inuyasha, like Shippo, who can't do shit. That's true. A worth terrible see, character. See, Kirata's like legs are on fire when she flies. 
Doesn't I, mean she can breathe. I fire. don't know if she can actually do anything with that fire, but I do know that there is fire. <laughs> I gotta around say, her. you're getting a gift of a win here. Your argument was not good. It doesn't matter. It's, you, you're, you're, your right, next, creature isn't doesn't have offensive abilities. My next one is. <laughs> I put links in here. My next one is amazing. I, I put I put links in here for the ones that I thought maybe would be a little bit tough for people to know, and I'm going to post the links. My links in the chat. Yeah, you may have to post that for me too. I, I did. I put it in there. It's in the doc for you. All right. Um, Rakashun from 12, from the Twelve Kingdoms. What is Rakashun? Rakashun is it's a, a mouse. It's a shapeshifter. I'm about to beat that mouse's ass. Not with the <laughs> not, not with the character you're about to announce. Um, <laughs> the uh, so Rakashun in Twelve Kingdoms is a per, is a boy. Okay. Who's like he's like. 20 or so. But oh, so it's not an animal. It's a boy. He's a shapeshifter. Mm, but he, it's a he human. Per, in the anime, he prefers to be in a rat form and is in the is and is in rat form probably 95% of so the time. So it's a rat. I told you that you could pick anything, even right. whether it was a real animal or not. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Are you trying to dis- discredit I'm my just choice? Saying, I'm just saying it's a human, but you know, that's fine. If you want him to be a rat, I guess we'll make him a rat. He's a rat. Okay. He's a shapeshifter. Okay. The, there are Kirins in the Twelve Kingdoms too that are that are Kirins. Would you say that the Kirin is not an animal because it's only a, because it's only in like its horse Kirin form half the time? I don't know what a Kirin is. Oh my god, it's a Kirin. Is that a beer? Announce your worthless pick so I can just explain to you why. My you pick lose. is probably the most tremendous. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but you have no shot. I'm just picking characters that I like. Me too. I pick Ein from Goblin. Oh my god. <laughs> First off, how the hell does Ayn beat anybody? Let, a, let, e- a rat, e- <laughs> easily. Well, he, well, how many times has like a dog brought you like a dead mouse or something? Oh, I guess well, cats do that. Rakashun is like six feet tall. A six foot tall mouse? You haven't seen the the Twelve Kingdoms? No. So I'm telling you for a fact, mm-hmm. as a person who knows a lot about the Twelve Kingdoms and has read every novel available. So the rat is six feet tall. It's a person that transforms. Oh, so into, it's a human. So it's not even oh an animal. My God. See, you're so saying. frustrating. I'm just saying. I'm it's going a, off of what you're giving it's a, me. It's a shapeshifter. Let me see if I can find out what they're actually called in the 12 Kingdoms. I I am going to call I, for a vote of disqualification based on the fact that this is a human being. It's not a human being. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the wiki right now and figure out what they're actually called. Um, because I, I, the, the 12 Kingdoms has such a ridiculous amount of like verbiage in it. It's a Hanju with the form of a rat who is a citizen of the kingdom of Ko. Okay, so in his rat form, he's six feet tall. He's a Hanju, and he's not six feet tall, but he's like he's probably like four, four. He's like five feet. I don't so, know. He's he's not he's not a giant rat. He's a he's a person size rat. He's not giant. Okay, that's a big rat. Yeah, well, he's he's the same size, and he's twenty two years old. Does this have his height? It doesn't have his height. I wish it did. All right, so here's 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 how Ayn wins. I, well, let All me finish right. with let me finish with with, with Rakashin because everybody knows who Ayn is. Rakashun is one of the most intelligent characters in the, in the Twelve Kingdoms, and is a scholar who is like who is um maybe who may actually be given immortality by the Queen of Ko at some point because um he is very intelligent and knowledgeable, teaching Yoko essential skills on how to live in the Twelve Kingdoms. Um, I can't remember if he, if he's given in, um immortality or not by the by the Queen of Ko, but he's mm. basically a, a genius, and, and and could wield weapons for sure. Mm. So I don't know how Ayn can win this. All right, here's how Ayn wins. You're like lay a big pile of dog poop. (laughs) No, here's how Ayn wins. It's a corgi, for for (laughs) God's sake. Right, and would you beat a corgi? If I have to, yes. You're you're going to abuse an an adorable little corgi. It's an anime animal death match. Ayn wins on adorableness because... This guy, this rat dude, will be like, "Oh my god, Ayn is just too cute. I can't fight this dog." Most of the people in the Twelve Kingdoms are starving to death. Because you think he's gonna eat Ayn? 
I think that the, the 12 kingdoms is a, is a very tough world to live in. Yeah. And mo- a lot of people are starving to death. And I think given the choice of starving to death or eating the dog, they will eat the dog. Now, I don't know the Rakushin would eat the dog, but somebody would in that, in that anime. Okay. Well, but we're just talking one-on-one. Rakushin would for sure be nine. There, it's, it's impossible. Ein I'm not even going to put it up to a vote. Ein is adorable. Ein is very intelligent for a dog. That's true. Okay. And Ein attracts people to him. Assuming it's a him. So I feel like Ayn would. Well, okay. Cause we said it was a one-on-one battle. If this was like a, if this was like a hunger games thing where like people can provide weapons and supplies for their favorite <laughs> fighters, then Ayn would definitely win. Cause people would be like, Oh my God, we have to support Ayn. And they would like send all of their supplies to Ayn. I'm about 50% sure that Rocky Shun's immortal anyway. Because in the twelve, you gonna pick an immortal character? Well, I didn't actually think about that at the time. I was just picking characters I liked. Because in the Twelve Kingdoms, when a character is made a senin, which who are individuals that are granted divine status by rulers, senin ascend ascend the throne and most of their ancestor and their. When someone ascends the throne, their advisors are made senin, which makes them immortal. And Rakushun is like basically the most trusted person of, of Yoko. So I'm not sure exactly if he's if he's added to the divine registry or not in the in the twelve kingdoms, but I'm there's a good chance that he actually was. So yeah, you can't win this one. Just let's just so Ayn wins. Let's what we're saying. Let's just say well here. Let's have a vote. Oh, I'm just kidding. They'll vote for Ayn. I know they, they will. will because no one has nobody will know who Rakushun is. But I won't give this one up. I think that when you picked Ayn, you basically forfeited one. And I and I have yeah. ones on my list that are like that too. Sure. Well, look, I mean, I'm just picking characters that I like. I don't really care about. I have one. I have at least three on here that can't win. Like okay. it's impossible. So don't feel so bad. <laughs> Who's your next pick? I went first last time. All right, my next pick is Yoruichi from Bleach. I don't. I'm not familiar with with Yoruichi. Yoruichi is a cat, but okay. based on your logic of shapeshifters, she is like uh, she has the ability to shapeshift. All right. Uh, so what could Yoruichi do? Yoroichi is, I believe she was a captain. Uh, she's also super hot. So that oh, helps. Oh. You're welcome. Oh, shit. Maybe I should um, Google that. But she, uh, I forget which captain she was, but she is like a... Oh, she, I've seen this character. Yeah, yeah. She's like a, got like assassin type abilities. Like she's very quick and, this is and a agile. And this is a cat girl? Yeah. She turns, oh, she transforms old. into a cat. Actually, that's when you're first introduced to her, she's in, in cat form. I actually find the characters in Bleach to be amazingly unappealing, mm. but... I bet it's good enough, I guess. So yeah, Yoruichi is, she she transforms, you know, back and forth from a cat. She is very quick um, and uh, agile and she's got like assassin type abilities. So yeah. And she's also, I guess, a spirit because Bleach and they're all, Mm -hmm. they're all spirits and stuff. Um, Mine is Icarus from Dragon Ball Z. Gohan's dragon. Aww. No, albeit it's not a very big dragon. Yeah, I'll post a link to this too. There's a little, little, little tiny dragon. Icarus isn't in Dragon Ball Z very much. He's in like maybe one movie or two movies and mm-hmm. a couple episodes. Maybe, maybe not even, maybe not even in the actual series. Right. But he's definitely in some of the movies. Very cute dragon. Um, but he can breathe fire for sure. But it's not. I don't think it's particularly he like also, dangerous. I don't think he has. Again, you have to take into consideration like combat experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and Yoruichi like is all like that's what she does and it's been for however i mean god she's probably been alive for hundreds of years yeah i mean basically i'm not like i'm not 100 gonna argue every single character i picked you know endlessly even if i know they can't win so i would definitely say that 
any any warrior of any kind will beat Icarus from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it doesn't mean that I, I don't love Icarus. For, you know what? Icarus versus Ayn. I, I will, think it'll be a better match. I will forfeit Icarus if you agree to forfeit Ayn. Yeah, I'll forfeit Ayn. Okay, because Ayn, Ayn would not even beat Icarus. Icarus would straight up eat Ayn. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but you know what? They wouldn't even fight each other. They would just be adorable together. They would be like, let's be friends. Yeah, I can't imagine Icarus actually eating Ayn. Yeah. But they would go off and like cuddle and be very cute. The cat bus would eat Ayn. Cat bus. Hates dogs probably. From, oh, and would eat like, Ayn's ass. <laughs> for sure. Ass first. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little fuzzy butt. People are obsessed with, with corgis, by the way. Of course. Because they're so adorable. Yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah, they are cute. That's about all they have going for them, though. Yeah. Um, so who's your next pick? My next pick mm-hmm. is Luna from Sailor Moon. Aww. Another cat. Yeah. Another cat. How many cats do you have on your list? I don't know. That's a good question. What, but Luna does... All right, I haven't seen a lot of Sailor Moon. Does Luna ever actually... like? Does she prove herself to have any fighting ability at all? Um, I don't know if Luna ever directly fights. She does... I know she probably talks a lot of shit. <laughs> she talks mad shit. But that's not <laughs> Wait, fighting. wait, who did you pick? Oh, I picked Tato from Naushka. Tato. Which one's Tato? Tato is the little fox squirrel that Naushka finds that rides around like in her like her boob area for most of the show. Oh, oh, this might actually be a good fight then. It's very like a cute little thing. Well, but Tato's not angry. Angry. Tato does bite Naushka's finger and make it bleed. Ooh. With its little tiny sharp teeth. That's aggressive. Dude, have you ever okay, first off, Luna is just you know, the size and form of just a regular house cat, but have you ever like tried to make a house cat do something it doesn't want to do? Those things are ferocious. Mm. All right. And they do have claws. I had a cat once that we had to take to the, um, the, um, um, what do you call it? The vet. The vet. Thank you. Jesus. My man, brain stopped okay? working. I know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. So are you having an aneurysm? Yeah. Um, so I had a cat we had to take to the vet and I could not for the life of me get her in the, uh, little caring thing. Oh, you just got to muscle that cat up. Dude. So a buddy of mine came over and he was like, oh bro, I'll do it. I'm like, all right, cool. So he ended up. So I'm sitting in the living room with actually his girlfriend was there. So we're chilling in the living room and he goes like into the kitchen and the cat's in the kitchen. And so he goes to like grab the cat and you just hear and just like chaos and things falling all over the place and then fur flying in the air. And then the cat bolts around the corner and dude comes out from the kitchen just bleeding all over. Is the, does Luna have fighting ability? Because I think I can have an argument here that Luna would lose the fight if she, if she doesn't have fighting ability. Cause, cause Tato is vicious and I mean, the photo I posted is, it's pretty aggressive mm-hmm. and they're about the same size. So, so Luna, but she's magical, right? Is magical. But does she ever, and she like summons stuff. I know that like she okay. does things like, like that. What? Like, oh, I really don't God. know. You're asking me about my, my sailor moon knowledge. I really don't know. I oh, mean, geez. I don't know anything about sailor moon really. Um, God, uh, I don't know. You don't know. She has a human form. Oh, well, I mean. In all fairness, I mean, Tato's kind of a weak fighter. Tato is weaker than Icarus. Yeah. But vicious as hell. I mean, the only thing about Tato is that he's a little small. He's only, but he's probably only like eight pounds. And Luna has a human form, so she could transform. She could probably just kick Tato and kill him. Yeah, and just like step on him or something. But Tato's pretty cute too when he's not like trying to bite you. And Luna is very intelligent. How I don't know how smart Tato is. Uh, I imagine not very. I'm sure Luna fairness. Luna could strategize her even if she couldn't transform into a human, which she can, which is kind of like instant win. Oh, but it's a shape. She goes. But it's, that's, it's what, actually I'm, a that's human. what I'm saying. It's is, actually a human. Huh? Uh, no, she's a cat. Are you sure about that? That can transform into if you, a human. If we, if we scan its DNA, is it going to come up human or cat? Uh, neither, because she's an alien. Oh. 
Really? Yeah, she's well, yeah, it's Sailor Moon. They're from a different planet. Dude, I don't know shit about Sailor Moon. So I'm a boy. <laughs> I was watching Dragon Ball Z. You I mean, you watched both, dude. I'm just kidding. Sailor it's, Moon was on I'm, in the morning when you got I'm, ready for school. N- no, I never. Well, I never watched it. I'm just kidding. Sailor Moon and Captain Planet, bro, back to back every morning. I watched Captain Planet. Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon, not just for not just for girls, but I didn't watch it. No. Oh. Well, yeah, but Luna, even if she couldn't transform into a human, she would definitely out strategize this dude because this guy's just an animal and yeah, Luna is like very intelligent. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So Luna wins that one for All sure. Right, so I'll go next. Um, my next pick is Ponyo from Ponyo. <laughs> from Ponyo on a cliff by the sea. Are you ever, kidding me? Which I don't have a link for because everybody should know Ponyo. How the hell would Ponyo do anything? Well, Ponyo is um, very magical. You've seen Ponyo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not recall the shape shifting, the making okay. the sea boil? Okay, well, that's true. All that yeah, that's craziness. Point. That's fair. So Ponyo's not Ponyo would beat Tato and probably Icarus. Yeah. So you pick Ponyo. My pick. Yeah. Is a great pick. It is pretty good. It's Corin from Dragon Ball Z. Corin is. Does Corin even fight though, or does he just get sleepy and I mean fat he's, and fall asleep? He's a martial arts master. Is he? Yeah. So I would assume really? he can fight. I don't recall ever seeing Corin fight anything. He's eight hundred years old. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> that is an old ass cat. <laughs> um. So somewhere I have a figure of Corin around here somewhere. Yeah, I wonder what his power level would be. Let's see mm. if I can look that up. Let's look up Corin power. That's level. a good question. It can't be very high. I mean, he's a martial arts master. Yeah, it's well, be so is high. yeah, well, so is Roshi, and his power level should be like a hundred. But Dragon Ball Z is Dragon Ball uh, Super ruined that. So I'm trying to find. They, I mean, they have Roshi fighting in like the in like the multiverse tournament. Like, please. All right, so some, some random site says that it's around 200. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's not... That would make sense. That's pretty low. I mean, I mean that because seems he trained, accurate. Yeah, I mean, like, he trained Goku a bit when he was a kid. He also, uh, I don't know if he trained Yajirobe, but he definitely... Yajirobe is worthless. <laughs> Yajirobe. Well, no, hey, Yajirobe saved the day that one time. Against Vegeta? Yeah. So, yeah, come on, cut the guy a break. Yeah, but just because just because Yajirobe stepped in doesn't mean someone else couldn't have stepped in and done something similar. True. But we're not talking about Yadro. We're talking about Corin. So Corin, an 800-year-old martial arts master who has senzu beans all day, son. So what? Worst case scenario, if he starts losing, just pop another senzu bean. Assuming that Goku hasn't come and taken them all or if Yadrobi hasn't had and eaten all of them. Well, that's fair. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I I just don't know what Ponyo is going to do against him. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Um, right. Flop around on the ground. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Turn into a girl and try to kiss him and make him run away. I don't. I think Corin. Uh, Corin. Uh, like we'll, we'll be like, oh, hey, hey. I think he's fine uh, with the hey, ladies. I don't think like, he has a problem with that. Be like, hey, babe. First off, he's fluffy. It's all get out. Yeah. So chicks he love has that. that. He has that cane. He would just beat the crap out of. <laughs> that's child abuse, though. Is it though? It probably. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. All right. All right. So Corin wins that one. Yeah. I concede. I don't even know. Ponyo doesn't really fight. <laughs> I'll let you go next. All right. Next up, I have uh, Gamabunta from Naruto. Who the hell is that? Gamabunta is a giant frog. Oh, oh, that. What's his name summons? Um, the perverted guy? Yeah, Jiraiya. Jiraiya, right. Yeah, so he's a giant ninja frog, and he's got like a sword, and he, um, I guess, can teleport because of like being summoned and whatnot. Um, not completely familiar with all of his other abilities he's got water abilities i know that so he can like shoot 
blasts of water and things like that. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I remember but yeah, he's him. He's just a giant. He's he's like he's like a really big. Like a like a yeah, like a mountain. Um so just this massive ninja frog. Don't they use him to fight Orochimaru or whatever his name is? I'm sure. They yeah. I, I would imagine. I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. Which is a bad choice for sure, because Orochimaru is a snake, and I think can summon a snake thing. Mm-hmm. And snakes for sure eat ro- eat frogs. So. So was your pick? Oh, uh, Chi from Chi Sweet Home. <laughs> we we should have let, me, let me tell you, we, we should have organized these fights. I don't think better. so. I don't think so. Let me tell you how this would go down. Okay. Chi from Chi Sweet Home, probably the cutest animal character I in any anime. Okay. I mean, click on the link I sent you. Oh, all right. Let me see. I mean, in this in this link is probably the fiercest that she will ever look. I tried to pick a ferocious photo, and it's not particularly. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um, you're, we're talking about a kitten that probably weighs a, a pound, if that. <laughs> and it's not gonna go well. Um, Gamabunta would literally Step jump on her. Would no would jump about three hundred feet in the air. And land squarely on top of Chi yeah. and crush Chi <laughs> to the point where there was nothing left. In fact, you would look for you would look for the body, but it would be either disintegrated or, or stuck to like the stickiness of Gamabunta's like ass. It would she would yeah she would become a puddle. Chi could probably fit inside of one of Gamabunta's pores and be like absorbed by his body. <laughs> I mean, for real. That's accurate. probably like what would happen. That's accurate. And, and like, you know, if, you know, frogs are slimy. Yeah. You got to imagine Gamma Boon is probably pretty sticky. Like even like a person could probably stick to him. Yeah. So a, a little kitten like Chi. I wonder if you probably lick, sticking. I wonder if you lick Gamma Boon's will you get high? Uh, I don't think you licking a frog would make you high anyway. You never heard that? Yeah, but that's, I know, it's, that's something it's that like someone real. told, some really mean person told a really dumb person that yeah, and I made know. them do it. How high would you get off of like a giant frog though? I mean... I'm well, if, if frogs were indeed made, if yeah. they indeed made you high, then right. very high, I would guess. And what do cats do? They lick people. They can give you cat scratch fever. So, oh, I see. So, you know what I'm saying? See mm-hmm. where I'm going with this? <laughs> I don't know how that's going to help in a no. battle. Poor Chi. <laughs> no chance. I think even Tate. We should have done like Chi versus Iron or something. We, we should have balanced this better. Well, no, I think it's good. It's the good. randomness of it is good. I, I mean, even Tato would beat Chi's ass. Yeah, that's unfortunate. She, he, he would beat Cheese Sweet Ass in <laughs> Cheese Sweet Home. That's a cute anime. For those of you that haven't seen Cheese Sweet Home, we talk about it once in a while. It's very cute. Don't really watch... I wouldn't watch the newest season because it's in CG and I have no idea why. Uh, but like the, the, the 100 like five-minute episodes that exist before that are really cute and you should watch them. It's, it's adorable. Katayuki Cat in the chat says, the only way she would win is if the frog is allergic to cats. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, under, under normal circumstances, a frog would for sure be terrified of a cat. Yes. So maybe Gamabunta thinks he's a little frog. Oh, maybe he's like a big, it's all mind maybe games. he's a little frog in a big frog's body. Yeah, he's got he's got little frog syndrome. But in all fairness, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, because he's like a fighting frog. He just sees the cat and just runs away in fear. Yeah. It's possible. It could be. I mean, you have maybe a 1% chance of that happening. Yeah. So I would give Chi like, she'd be like 5,000 plus 5,000 in Vegas. The bookmakers. Yeah. Who knows? All right, what do you got next? Um, my next pick is so. Sad. My next pick is Inuyasha. My ne- <laughs> my next pick is Nina <laughs> from Full Metal. Who the hell is Nina? It's the little girl that got fused with her dog. What? <laughs> That's so. I don't even know it's who this. So dark. You don't remember from Full Metal Alchemist the guy like um he he was trying to create chimeras and so he merged his daughter with their pet. It dog. looks like a dog like boar or something. 
There was a dog. I mean, for sure you're going to lose this one. I mean, yeah. I mostly just put her in there as a troll. Yeah. But, um, I get it. Yeah, so this guy it's was a- trying to make a chimera that spoke, you know, English or whatever. And so otherwise he was going to lose his funding. So he ended up taking his dog and his daughter and fusing them together. What a sicko. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Well, Inuyasha, probably one of the toughest characters on either of our lists. Yeah. You can probably even argue that Inuyasha would beat Gamabunta. Ooh, that would be a good fight. The Windscar kills like thousands of demons in one shot. So <laughs> everybody hates me now in the chat. I'm sorry. That was wrong. I well, should have done so it. not only does Nina Look, act- I needed a tenth pick, so I went with Nina. Not only does Nina suffer because she's a dog thing. She has no fighting ability whatsoever. She's a dog she's thing. She's miserable. She's in pain all the time. But she's going to be killed by Inuyasha. I mean, but you viciously. know what? That's good for her because she wanted to die. That's honestly what happened in the show. And so uh, Scar ended up killing her. That's sad. I know. It was very sad. It's a sad life. What happened, what happened to the guy that made that created Nina? Um. Oh, he went crazy. For sure he should go to hell. No, yeah, he went crazy, and then he turned himself into a chimera. Oh, that's yeah. That and then I don't. Re- I'm sure he got killed after that. I don't remember. It was that seems time. intelligent. Yeah. All right. All right. You're next up. up, my next pick is another, another, <laughs> another Dragon Ball another, pick. I got yeah. How many of yours are Dragon Ball? Three of them. Good lord. So another Dragon Ball pick, Bubbles, the monkey. Mm, yeah. From King Kai's planet. Mm-hmm, yeah. Dude, Bubbles is legit. First off, all right. He's he's living on King Kai's planet, so he's got that high gravity thing going for him. He's super quick on that planet, which means if you bring him to earth, dude's going to be insanely powerful. So I would say, you know, up there near like Kaoken level Goku, because that's when Goku was, was training with him. So, mm. so you're saying you're basically, it's a monkey at the same power level of Goku when he fought, well, not maybe less powerful, but not by much than when Goku fought Vegeta. What is Bubbles power level? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it can't be very high. It's probably like 100, if that. No, it's got to be way more than that because he's no, running around on this it. planet with all this gravity. Well, we're going to find out. I, I Bubbles mean, has a power level of 1,000. That's shocking, actually. I'm yeah, according to, actually, I think that was, uh, here, let me pull up Dragon I mean, I, Ball I'm, Wiki. I'm completely shocked by that, to be honest with you. The movie pamphlet for Dragon Ball Z, The Tree of Might, states Bubbles has a power level of 1,000. Hmm. All right. Well, it's fact, I guess. So my pick is the Cat King from The Cat Returns. Oh. Hey, babe. (laughs) Babe. Hey, babe. I tried to find a clip of the Cat King saying that right now, but it's a little tough. Cat Returns, not a super super well-seen movie, I guess I could say. And so... Given a given an hour, I could probably find you a clip, but yeah, yeah, not not the easiest thing to find off the top of my head here. The Cat King is the king of the Cat Kingdom in the Cat Returns, and uh, hits on the main girl character a lot, and he's kind of like a he's basically me, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> well, you are the Cat King. That's true. He's like a he's like a seven foot tall fluffy cat mm-hmm. that rides around on like a throne and commands a giant army of cats. Okay, so I would say. Mm. If we if we are permitting the cat king to summon his army of cats, mm, no, we made this rule for the we? very first fight. It was one on one in a field in a stadium, mano a mano. Mm-hmm. So you can't be summoning in your friends. That's not cool. Otherwise, Ayn would have brought in everybody from Cowboy Bebop. Hmm. So it's one on one in an open field. Who did Ayn fight? 
Um, I don't know. I'd fight Rakushin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rakushin would have lost if he had pulled Spike in there, probably. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. Rakushin probably way smarter than Spike. He brought in, like, Spike and Jet. And, are you kidding me? Yeah, hell yeah. Rakushin probably smarter than all of them combined, but he maybe probably lose that fight. Yeah, so we're not... No, you can't be bringing people in. It's one-on-one. Okay. Well, the Cat King is pretty cool. Right. And he's rich. He could perhaps bribe... The bubbles. monkey? <laughs> He'd have bananas and all kinds of stuff. That's it. Like the cat king would literally have the cat king at one point in the movie has a banquet of food that is tremendous. Mm-hmm. It, it, have, you, have you seen the cat returns? No. Okay. You should see it. Yeah. The cat returns. There is a banquet of food that is so unbelievable that the main character girl character kind of gets swept up in the amazing amount of food. It's almost like the mm-hmm. beginning of spirited away. Yeah. Except even more food. And most of the characters get like blown away by the food and they start eating it and everything. There are for sure lots of bananas at that banquet. And Bubbles, as we know, will do anything mm-hmm. for a banana. Including kill okay. himself, probably. What? So I would say that the what? Cat King would say, Hold on, that was a giant... You can have this banana. If you kill yourself? If you lay down and die at my feet. <laughs> I don't think... And so he does. First off, that's ridiculous. Or Second the Cat off... King would feed him a poison banana. That's a good... You know and what? it's over. Because Bubbles is pretty dumb. I think we can agree that his his power level might be a thousand, but his IQ is about eight. Okay, but you're all <laughs> here's your poison banana bubbles. Bubbles that, just chomps that banana and it's over. That yes. However, are we allowing people to bring in weapons and poison and all this stuff? Well, I think that, that mo- changes the, a lot of these the characters completely. A lot of these characters have weapons. Yeah, I, I feel like it's whatever you have in the show or movie that you come from. Like, I mean, at Inuyasha, any point has in the sh- a, Inuyasha has a weapon. Yeah, but at any point in the movie, did the Cat King use poison? Mm, I don't know. I would say probably he's no. Very, he's, very, um, he's, he's very dastardly, I would say, mm. to use a fun word. Yeah. He's very dastardly. So he might be... He, he, he might be able to outsmart it's, bubbles. It's in his character. But certainly in a one-on-one combat in an open field with no friends or anything like that. With no weaponry, the cat return the cat from the cat returns probably the king cat king I mean, would dude, lose. Do you know how fight. strong like monkeys are? Yeah, I know. They're crazy strong. Yeah, they're very strong. Yeah, especially I mean, one that's training. Bubbles with- kind of a small monkey, but he's pretty strong probably, but I think that um we allowed Gamabunta has weapons. Yinyasha has weapons. Yeah, but I feel like it's whatever their character has in the show. Well, the cat, you know what I mean? the cat king has plenty of things. Well, you know, not, don't give me that like that. Like you're like, he has plenty of things because he's rich. OK, yeah, but don't, that's give me not that, what he... don't give me that judging squinty eye face. OK, <laughs> I want to hear what the cat has, what the chat has to say. All right. Yeah. You know, what? Like, pull the chat on that. one. Yeah, we'll pull the bubbles chat. We'll or the what, cat king. Who wins? Yeah, in a we'll fight. see. We'll see about that. It's definitely bubbles. 100 percent. of the Most time. of the people in the chat haven't even seen the cat return. So they, they would definitely vote for bubbles. All right. Who do you got next? Um. I wrote this down and I have no idea who it is. So I actually <laughs> have to check. Even... Oh, I remember now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're going to lose this one for sure. Oh, hell no. No, you're definitely going to lose. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Oh no, this is bad. Yeah. You're going to lose this one. Um, All right. My, my next pick is Muti Kappa from Utawada Dumono. Okay. All right. Giant like saber tooth tiger looking. Dude. Not only that. I remember him. Not only that, but if, if you. And this is like the spirit of the forest or some crap like that, right? If you saw the original Utawada Dumono, you would know that it is basically impervious to all small weapons. Yeah. Like no one can, def- nobody yeah, yeah. can even harm it with spears and swords. Yeah, I remember. And it's, and it's like the spirit of the forest or something like that. If I, I don't recall correctly. if it's, it's like spirit. some spirit creature. It's a badass. I know that. Yeah. It's pretty badass. So you're, you're in, tr- you're in some trouble. Right. And well, this look, is going to hurt you deeply. If we're measuring their abilities based on badassery, mm-hmm. then who 
in the world could be more badass. Be careful, because you're about to say something very odd. What? This character you picked is not very badass. Is incredibly badass. Mm, mm, that That's your bias. And that is... That's your bias, because you love this character. That is Squirtle. Squirtle's appeal is not that he's badass. 100% it is. Squirtle's appeal is that he's cute and no, cool, no, no, and, no, cool no. and he has his sunglasses. Dude. Squirtle is not beaten. Squirtle was the leader of a gang. Squirtle is barely an appetizer. Even Blastoise would not beat Moodicapa. There's no possible way Squirtle could even harm him. Uh, what are you gonna do? Hit him with water? Yeah, water. Okay, great. Do, oh, you know what? Cats hate water. Well, Moodicapa is a tiger, yeah, but, which I is a big re- cat. I don't recall Moodicapa being afraid of snow, which he uh, rolls well, around in a lot. He's, cats hate he's water. He's a snow tiger. He's a giant cat. He's a snow tiger the size of a of a. What like a like a he's floor? Pretty, pretty he's, big. he's as big as a Ford Explorer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you but are going look, to die. No, he's first. You off, are going to die. First off, he's a he's a cat, so he's afraid of water. Second off, I I, have, I just established that he's a snow like spirit that probably is wet all the time. Second off, I have a shell that I can withdraw into, which is very strong because it's a turtle shell. And so if she, if, if the cat tries to bite me, it's gonna break a tooth. That's, it's going to chip a tooth on the shell. I would argue that <laughs> Moody Coppa is so much bigger than Squirtle that he would probably... <gasps> Dude, trying us in the chat, killing it. Water was Moody Coppa's weakness. Uh, I don't I, recall that. I believe Trillanus because I don't remember. I think, I think given a fight to the death, I need people in the Moody chat Coppa to back... will overcome the small amount of water that Squirtle if can generate. If Moody Coppa got wet, he became vulnerable. This is how they beat him in the show. But what would you do once it was vulnerable? It's this, it, it's, it literally is a hundred, it's a thousand times your body weight. Doesn't matter, dude. Maybe even more than a thousand. First off, it I, does matter. I hydro pump the shit out of him. You don't have hydro pump. Well, yeah, You're he squirtle. Does. squirtle. Hydro pump is just pump. water. It's not yeah. going to do, it's not going to do you anything. You get him soaked and dude. I got to tell you something. The chat's got my back on this. I got to tell you something. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Okay. I just, I, I encountered a video today in which someone on YouTube pulled like a hundred thousand anime fans mm-hmm. and they came up with yet another horrific Top 100 list of the best anime of all time. Given the disparity in the knowledge that people have between Pokemon and Utawadu Numono, I would like to not take into account popular opinion on this one. Her only weakness, as discovered by Hakuroro, is water. Okay. When she is wet, her fur becomes fragile and can be easily torn. My point was that. Squirtle. All I gotta do is get the pussy wet. Squirtle would be... That's all I gotta do. I... (laughs) <laughs> Since it's on the wiki, I, I will I will give that to you. But my point is, even if even if Moody Coppa was a normal tiger, Squirtle's still gonna die. If it was a normal tiger, unfortunately, it's weak to my ability. It's actually not a normal tiger. It's it's much more powerful and and Hydro Pump can break boulders. Can you imagine what it's gonna do to a weakened creature? I think that you would be dead so fast. And it's gotta and get to me first. Swallowed whole, shell and all. You have any idea how fast Moody Cop is? You know how Come slow. Come at me, bro. Do you know how slow? Water gun right in your face. You know how slow a turtle is. Hey, slow and steady. You literally would not slow even, and steady wins the race. Let's just let's just be reasonable for a minute. I'm being reasonable. Would, I'm saying your creature's one weakness is my greatest strength. And you are literally eight. You you're like six pounds. You're you're gonna produce like ten ounces of water. <laughs> That's not true at all. You're probably only gonna be able to get like one square inch of of Moody Cop wet. That's false. Even obviously, I mean, you've seen Squirtle. Let me ask you a serious question. Uh This is physics. 
Okay. Squirtle is about... This is physics. No, I... I, I, I <laughs> let's want, be realistic for a let's moment. Let's be realistic for a second. <laughs> Squirtle is like, what, eight pounds? Man, it's that. probably a little bit bigger than that. Something like that. Not, yeah. not very big. You All can right. look that up. I'm actually curious. All right, sure. Look up Squirtle's weight. Oh, a gallon of water weighs eight... I happen to know it weighs 8.1 pounds. D- Listen. Okay, he's 20 pounds. All right, so I will I will yield to you that Squirtle, even if his entire body was made of water. That's not how it works in the show, though, or in the in the game. But it just pumps mad water. It doesn't make sense. And I'm telling you that you are... I'm, I'm giving you a character in, in Moody Kappa, mm-hmm. and you're discounting everything that I've said. Dude, just everyone because, in the chat Well, no one in this chat says Squirtle wins. I already said I'm not interested in the chat for this one. Oh. Because no one in the chat even knows who Moody Kappa is. He's not is. interested in anyone that disagrees with him. Well, because it's a popularity battle. No, it's not. It's a I just, it's a logic battle. I just, it's, wa- listen, my only listen. weakness is water, and your greatest strength is water. Listen, as sad as this makes Rock, me. Rock, paper, scissors. As sad as this makes me. I watched a video today in which 100,000 anime fans pulled their, pulled their collective intelligence and decided that Tokyo Ghoul was the third best anime of all time. I am not interested. Okay. Because no, because of course, given given a character that I know and a character that I don't even know what it is, everyone will pick the character that they don't that they know. It's they're not they're the argument is if based on lo- if, it's based on the the rules that you set forth. If Squirtle's entire body was made of water, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm asking you, I'm I'm, I'm asking you. Listen, after I yielded Tato Ponyo, you can't listen, you can't listen, you can't no. base this off of physics. I, I want it's you to an anime. I want you to stop for a second. Okay. So after that, I easily yielded Icarus. Right. Tato, Ponyo, and Chi. Those aren't easily, you didn't easily yield those. I, they were beaten the handedly. Point, I, yielded, I yielded them to you. In, no, you in, lost because my characters were better. N- not in all cases. In L- all of Luna, those. Luna was an argument, and the Cat King was an argument. And I yielded The Cat them. King I need, I has them. no fighting ability. But, but Bubbles, and he's fighting a guy who has a power but, level 1,000. But Double Bubbles is dumb as shit, and you could just feed him a poison banana. Why would he have a poison banana? I will have to agree to, to, we'll have to, agree to disagree. Where, you're, I think but it, you're making up stuff I think like it, he happens to have a poison banana. I think it be- it's like, okay, well, I think well it, then Squirtle happens to have a shotgun. I think at best, <laughs> Squirtle maybe gets like one of Moody Kava's legs wet. And I don't think that water actually would do any damage to him. And he's so much faster and bigger that I think you'd be dead. I would argue that Moody Kava would probably would beat 90% of all of the Pokemon in the world. Well, I hate to break it to you, but no one agrees with you. Well, literally not a single person. Well, I do agree to disagree. <laughs> I would say that ninety percent of the people that disagree with me, out of the ninety percent that disagreed, no, it's a hundred percent that disagree with you. Out of the hundred percent that disagree, ninety-five percent of them don't even know what Moody Kappa is. Okay. So it's a little hard to have an opinion. Gotcha. In fairness. Okay. If you ask them how many of them have seen Uchiwa well, of, of those that do know who he is, one hundred percent of those okay. also disagree with you. Well, I, I, I will not agree with you on this one. Okay. So Squirtle wins. Pitting a pitting a twenty pound turtle against a against a, a ten thousand pound tiger. That's not I, what they are. Moody Kappa is. I don't even know if you can find his weight. It doesn't matter. It's not a, a turtle and a tiger. It's it a, a Pokemon and it's another a, fictional creature is, is with not a various abilities. Is Squirtle not a turtle? It's a Pokemon. If you look up Squirtle's wiki, is it going to call him a turtle? No, it's a. He's a. He's a mixture between a squirrel and a turtle. Right. I'll look that up. But it is a, it is a fictional creature While you announce your next one, I will, I will look up what, what Squirtle is. I just told you. He's a squirrel and a turtle. I'm going to look it up. Okay. That's why they named him Squirtle. Okay. Because it is a squirrel and a turtle. But it is a Pokemon. It is a mythical creature. It's also one of the weakest Pokemon in all of Pokemon. That's not true at all. Absolutely. It's a starter, little, unevolved Pokemon from Gen 1. It doesn't matter. It does. You can level them up like crazy. 
All the right. point is, they are fictional you creatures. E- you couldn't even beat Pokemon with Squirtle. You, I love how you couldn't even clear like a look, like the Pikachu. Pikachu. Um, would beat first Squirtle. off, I did beat Pokemon with Squirtle. I couldn't beat it with Pikachu because the eighth gym boss has a ground type Pokemon, and no matter how powerful you get, you can't beat Let them. Let me see if I can but find his way. Against ground type Pokemon, Squirtle. Anyway, the point is, you can't. You're, you're introducing like logic at times, and then removing been, logic at other times. I've been introduced. I've been introducing logic the whole time. Like you're saying, a beginning. turtle can't produce that much water. Well, it's not a turtle. It's a Pokemon. I would say even if you dump a swimming pool of water on Moody Kappa, you have done. Then nothing. it will be very vulnerable but, to but, attack. And but what are you going to do after that to win? Hydro pump is a phys- is an water. attack that deals damage. It's more water. Yeah, it's water, but it's at an incredibly high pressure that it has crushed boulders. Unfortunately, before. you're fighting. Unfortunately, this is not a Kamehameha that can change its direction. You would probably okay. you would probably fire a hydro pump at Moody Kappa in a straight mm-hmm. line. It would jump over it. Because it's, uh, you, I don't, have you seen it? See, now there's an argument. Let me ask you a question. Okay. I'm going to ask a question. Yeah. Have you seen Utawadu in Mono Season yeah. 1? I've seen both seasons. Well, then you should know that Moody Kappa is literally jumping like a thousand feet in the air. Okay. What well, you would do, dive on you and kill you. a thousand feet in the air, but okay. It, it can jump quite high. Let's be fair here. It <laughs> would jump over you and crush you like a grape. It would step on you and you would die. Now you're talking. It, it's like having this is a, this is this is. I was trying to make that point the whole time. No, no, the point you were making is you were breaking I was the trying you, you were breaking the laws of the, the characters. The first thing I said was that was that Moody Coppa was the size of a Ford Explorer. Yes, it would step on you and crush you, and you would die. Before, 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 you could even use water gun or whatever well, you would use, you would be dead. Uh, it depends. It depends on how far it is, how far away from each other we're starting. I would I would argue that no matter how far away you are, mm-hmm. you're not going to even probably hit Moody Kappa. That's a great point. That's possible. Your speed might be the too agi- much. The agility difference, which is why I said Squirtle's a turtle and very slow. Well, no, is so the disparity is so massive. But he's not. It's not. It's not a turtle. It's a Pokemon. But it's still a slow character. I've seen. No, Pokemon. he's not. He, dude, he's he's dude. not slow. He actually, I think he even has Swift as one of his abilities. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When a what is a good animal here? L- let's agree that a mouse for its size is very, very fast. Can we agree on that? For its size, a mouse is a fast animal. Yes or no? You're doing a thing where you... But I am, no, no, no. I am making finish. a good analogy. No, but you're All using right. flawed logic. All right. All right. Since, no, we're, since we're not going to have... You can't cut me off when I start to make my point. Well, I don't you're, think people want to hear us argue about this for the next but 20 minutes. You're using flawed logic. You're, Why is it flawed? Because you're saying, well, turtles are slow. It's not a turtle. It's a Pokemon. No, actually, I was going to make an argument based on its size only. Okay. If a if a if a tiger is running. Okay. A tiger is very fast for its size. Sure. Is a mouse fast for its size? Yes or no? I, I guess. If I a, if a mouse and a tiger race, the tiger based on its stride right is going to be 100 times as fast as a mouse. I don't care if Squirtle okay. is the fastest Pokémon for its size and all Pokemon. It ain't moving faster than Moody Kappa. Okay. You have to make So it's not winning a foot race? Yeah, it's not even a tenth as agile. It's not a foot race. I can't have this conversation anymore. It's too asinine. That's it's, literally my opinion. I'm getting heated now. But it's because your your argument is so flawed. I can't argue that a twenty pound turtle can beat a it's five thousand pound tiger. It's not a turtle and it's not I a tiger. I can't argue that they are fictional creatures I can't argue, with various abilities. Right, I can't argue that a twenty pound Pokemon yes. would ever beat a fictional multi-thousand-pound creature of any kind, hmm. period, and that's my argument. Okay. Your water. Have you ever seen Squirtle face Onyx? Because Onyx is <sighs> massive, and he beats the crap out of him. Onyx. I don't know. Keep. All right. What's your next all one? Right. I'm just saying. You're gonna have to yield this next one for sure. 
So next, yeah, this was kind of like there's literally no creature I could possibly pick to face this one. Although I think mine is going to give it a good fight. Considering how the, your character crumbled and cried like a little wuss <laughs> like multiple times hey, we during don't the show. count super, okay? Uh, no, I'm just joking. So my, my, my uh, creature is Shenlong from Dragon Ball Z, the eternal dragon. Okay. And you picked... I picked Bahamut from Rage of Bahamut. Yeah, which Genesis. is like there's no... It's, that is like literally the creature that ends the world. So I, I guess maybe if somebody made a wish to seal away Bahamut, that might work. I can't even find Moody Kappa in the, in the wiki for Utuwadumono, the terrible wiki. Okay. I think we wasted like 25 minutes arguing about that. Was that was a good argument, though. It was no, fun. I find it very annoying, actually. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. There's just no conceivable way you can win that fight. I'm sorry. There's absolutely... A- there absolutely is. You're making a lot of assumptions. No, I'm not. You're assuming that you hit the that you actually made that you the actually ol- the best argument you could have made is that your creature is very quick and can avoid being I attacked. I did that. I said yes, Hydro no, no, no. goes in a straight line, you would jump over it and crush you. That's yes, what I said. That is a good argument. What is not a good argument is saying you can't produce much water because that's just false. Well, I said both of them, in all fairness. Yeah, but you, the arguments that you continued to press were were false statements. You're saying like Nothing. None of this is false because this is all fictional. So let's just establish that right no, now. No, but based on the fiction that is in place, you're you're making false statements. You're like, like which, what, what was the false statement? One was you're like he can only produce like a couple ounces of water. If you that's were, a false statement. If you were in if, the show, if you were the, Blastoise, in, I would I would yield. They have you the exact same abilities. All right, even if you even if you can make millions of gallons of water, you're not hitting Mudikapa. It's gonna jump over you and crush you. And that is a good argument. All right, but to say I he win. can't produce water. Is stupid no, because a that's lot of water. Yeah, he can because that's what he does in the show. Right, fine, and in the, and in the video game, fine. You can constantly. make you can make unlimited water. He can't. Yeah, he does. You still will often. not hit Moody Kappa. That's a good argument. Maybe would, in fact, it would probably run face forward through your water gun and just kill you. Mm, that not so true. Because one, he's weak against water you based on based on what the show tells you. Even if, even if you would still die. See, but there you go again, not making any, like, that's based on what? Based in the on show, it, he is weak against water. It would, pro- it would either run. In the show of Pokemon. Here's how it would go. Hydro Pump breaks boulders. Here's how, here's how I see this going. So I don't understand here's how, how I see this straight here's, through. Here's how I see this going. Uh-huh. You are standing right in front. We're, we're face to face. Yes. We're, 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 we're 20 yards apart. Okay. Okay. You fire Hydro Pump. Yes. I literally step like five feet to the left. Okay. Run at you. And eat you. It's over. That's it. Moody Kappa is not a stupid animal either. It's a pretty intelligent animal based on the anime. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an assumption. That's a possibility. Certainly. You made the assumption that you, had, that you would even hit him to begin with. It's the same assumption that you're making. You're saying yeah. you're assuming that I won't. I think even if you hit Moody Kappa, you, you haven't done enough damage to win the fight. It would do a hell of a lot of damage. I think it would probably take your damage and eat you. You that, can make a direct hit and it would probably take well, it. It would probably take the damage mm-hmm. and then eat you. So saying that you probably have like a hundred hit points. Moody Kappa has like thousands of hit points. So saying that it would take a direct hit and not be affected is also. No, I think it would be affected. Okay. Because you were, because you looked up that it was weak against water. I'm saying you would hit it, maybe do some damage to it, not enough damage to stop it. And then it would eat you. Okay. That's an, that's an assumption for sure. Because 20 pound animals that's, do that's not beat four explorer sized animals ever. In any circumstance, we're not animals. They're whatever, fictional creatures. They're animals because that's the because that's the name <laughs> of the topic. The, the name of the topic was, and I quote. Yeah, I know. 
But I'm saying like... Anime Animal Battle to the Death 3000 was the name of the topic. So, assuming that Squirtle cannot hit Murikappa, then he would be in a lot of trouble. How even you that you can hit him? You can hit him. That's a problem. If I hit him with a hydro pump, he's going to die. I'll even give you Or be hurt really bad. Check it out. You hit him in the leg, blew his leg clean off. (laughs) It's still coming at you with three legs and it will kill you. (laughs) That's possible. It's an interesting fight. I would even say that, that even if you sort of won the fight it would maybe even fall on you and crush you and you would die <laughs> that's possible too i mean yeah but I, but i will but i'll give you one thing what your love of squirtle yeah made you argue this fight even though i think that if you were to have to, if you had to bet a thousand dollars on the winner you would pick moody cop gun to your head gun inside your mouth <laughs> you're picking the one that you're picking the five thousand pound not an animal uh, tiger yeah yeah probably yeah I, I thought so but i do think squirtle has a good shot Oh, I love how we didn't even argue our last guy. Well, Reggie Bahamut. It's Bahamut. Like, what the hell am I going to do against that? It's you know what? You're right. What? I was actually surprised. Since since Dragon Ball Super is 100% canon, you have to include it. Mm-hmm. Shenlong is a little bitch. He cowers yeah. and cries, like, all the time. Yeah. He would probably piss his pants when he, he saw couldn't even. He couldn't even stop, like, way back in the day, Vegeta and, and, um, from coming to, like, Earth. He's not very powerful. You know what I mean? Because I mean, like, he can make they, wishes come through. Because you remember kind of that a pussy. They, they wished to, for him to stop them, and he's like, "Oh, I, you know, I can't do that or whatever." He wasn't powerful enough to nah, stop. Yeah, he's kind of a. Hmm. Yeah, I think Porungo would have a better shot. Maybe. Or like the Universe Dragon, isn't there like another dragon? Oh, I don't know. I Some don't other remember. another dumb dragon that they made. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Bahamut like is like literally the creature that ends the world. Yeah, although he didn't look so hot in the second series. True. They basically just Kamehameha his head off. God, what a terrible ending. Yeah. Not very good. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. All right. All right. Thus concludes... Fucking Squirtle. <laughs> Thus concludes the battle. I think I still won all of... Almost all of them. Out of all these characters we said... You got maybe two of them. Probably <laughs> the most powerful. Might be Inuyasha, actually. It's, well, it's Bahamut for sure. Well, Bahamut's a demon. Windscar basically eats demons. So, oh, may, I don't know. Yeah. You have to have that discussion. That would be a good fight. It's maybe one or the other. That would be a good fight. All right. So, we're going to take another news break. When we come back, we'll be doing some of our impressions for the fall of 2017. Um, before we go on this break, though, we have another in-show weekly trivia question. That is, what is currently the most watched fall 2017 anime in the U.S.? According to my anime list, we will answer that question after the break. See, See you in a minute. Not always a synopsis. Hey all you anime fans, welcome back, and it's time for another shot of anime news. Leading us off today, we have an update from Thunderbolt Fantasy. Those of you might remember the series of Thunderbolt Fantasy, which was basically puppet theater, although a very high production puppet theater with badass action scenes. The website for Thunderbolt Fantasy's puppet show began recently streaming a a trailer for the upcoming side story of Thunderbolt Fantasy called Shoshi Iken Side Story. It features a new character called Yofu Yo. It looks like it has more unbelievably insane, unawesome action. There is also an upcoming second season of Thunderbolt Fantasy apparently in the works. The film will screen in eight theaters in Japan starting on December 2nd, and it will screen at five of those theaters from December 2nd until the 8th, and then it will screen at 109 cinemas in Osaka Expo City. 
So it looks like it's getting some uh, some pub in Japan, which is cool. Thunderbolt Fantasy was a really interesting and neat TV series, and I hope that there are that there's lots of more content for it coming down the pipeline. Next up, an update on some video games. The Persona series has officially outsold the Shin Megami Tensei series. The Megami Tensei series, which began in 1987, has sold 7.2 million copies and is one of the Atlas properties. And Persona, the series, which began in 1996, has sold now 8.5 million units. So that, ha- that is officially an outsale of, uh, of the Megami Tensei series, both of those franchises owned by Atlas and also Sega. Speaking of Sega, since, since Kazuo thinks that Sonic is irrelevant, Sonic has officially sold 360 million video game copies since, since 1991, making it one of the highest selling game franchises in the history of the world. Thank you, Kazuo. And next up, uh, we have a new anime series coming out in January called Mame Neko Cat. The, um, the publisher of Mame Neko Cat it began, launched the manga in, in, in 2013, and Sakudasha Publishing published the manga's eighth compiled volumes on January 4th. The manga follows the daily life of a household that has two cats, Azuki and Daizu, and they belong to an office worker in her 30s who loves cats. And it's just a cute story about a family that loves cats. And if you love cats too, you'll love this. So it's coming out in January, so watch out for that. And lastly, we have an update about the upcoming Noitamina anime series, Koi wa Ameagari no Yoni, which has announced some main staff members. It is, it is having director Ayumi Watanabe, who directed Space Brothers, which is very exciting. The ending theme song is Ref Rain by Imer, and it's done by Wit Studio. So the combination of the director of Space Brothers, Wit Studio, and Noitamina has me very excited for this anime. It looks really great. Um, and I can't wait to see this coming out in the winter of 2018. This was your anime news break, and this was Mitsugi, and now it's time to get back to the podcast. Well, this is weird. What is? This random jlist.com tab opened on my computer out of nowhere. Really? That is weird. Think I was hacked? Well, uh, let's just take a look. Chiaki, I'm a little more focused on my computer security. Hey! Ooh, it's the 2018 Neko Atsume calendar. Um, look at all the cats. They're so cute. Man, whoever opened this has really good taste in calendars. Chiaki. This just happens to be the calendar I want. Did you... Did you know that ordering off jlist.com is a great way to get Christmas presents for friends? On anime podcasts? Would you like an anime calendar? What? Where would you ever get that idea? But I mean, head to jlist.com for all your shopping needs and especially those needs for Christmas because I think if you do, Santa will be good to everyone this year. back to the 395th episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. Uh, it's a fun episode, and we are going to be doing some impressions for the fall 2017 anime you season. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. I just left a present in Mitsugi's toilet. Thank you. It's just pee. 
It won't flush. I don't know what's wrong with your toilet. Yeah. But now you're going to have a very neon colored toilet when you open that. No, I'm just I've not going to even gonna open it. I'm just going to go Just let it settle. And... <laughs> let it sit in there. See what happens. See if we can uh, get some kind of, uh, what's, it, what's it called? I don't know. Um, where you have like live creatures. Whatever. Anyways. Okay. Thanks a lot for contributing, Mitsugi. So uh, before we get into our impressions, we have our in-show weekly trivia question, which we asked. Uh, it was, what is the current? what is currently the most watched fall 2017 anime in the U.S. according to my anime list? And the answer is Mohotsukai no Yome, which is The Ancient Magus Bride. So, which is a, a show that I think we're going to be doing an impression on today, if I remember correctly. Yes, it is. Before we get into that, though, we do have a five-star review, which uh, was left to us on iTunes. Of course, if you would like to leave us a review, please do so. Uh, this one comes from Jofak. So, Mitsuki, do you want to read that one? Sure, I would love to. Right. That's very long. Um, it says, and I have to read this with my, with my old man eyes. I found this podcast last year as a sophomore in college. As a graphic design major, I am constantly searching for good music and podcasts to listen to while I work. When I stumbled upon the AAA podcast, I thought to myself, what the heck? I'll try it. Lo and behold, it turned out to be a great decision. This is one of those podcasts that has me, that has ruined most other podcasts for me because they pale in comparison in terms of the enjoyment I get out of them. Well, thank you very much. That's very kind. The AAA hosts have a sense of humor that mesh quite well with my own and are informative and entertaining and ordered, hmm, ordered the structure of the show is one of the main selling points for me. Now, a year plus later, I love the AAA podcast and eagerly await every episode. I don't have the opportunity to actually watch a lot of anime, but my recommendations last year, uh, my recommendations list has grown to gargantuan proportions after having listened to this podcast. Furthermore, I feel like this podcast is a great stress reliever, and I often listen to it while I start to feel anxious or stressed out about school or life in general. Thank you for your amazing work. I will continue to be a loyal listener for as long as this podcast continues. Wow. That was a really good. That was really good. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Joe Fack. We appreciate you. Um, so yes, we're going to be getting into our impressions. Uh, we've got maybe. Well, after today, I think just one more episode of Impressions, and then we'll be done with the season. Um, today, we're going to be going over Kekai Sensen Season 2, or Kekai Sensen and Beyond. Um, Hozuki no Reitetsu Season 2, um, Imoto Se Irebai, um, Mahotsukai no Yome, which shit is burger. <laughs> and, Yeah, but uh, I already ate this shitburger. And um, Shoujo Shimatsu Ryoko. So, starting off, I guess I'll... Uh, go first. Since you have three, you might as well start. Yeah. I will begin with Kekai Sensen and Beyond. Yeah, but I already ate this shit burger. <laughs> You're just going to use that for every show. I just, I hated the first Kekai Sensen. So, yeah, I think, I forgot who passed the first one. Kimiko. Kimiko? I think so, yeah. Um, But I remember watching it and thinking... um, That it had no goddamn story? Yes. And it was just chaos? It was, it was chaos, but yeah. it was well animated it, and it seemed like they were trying to have some kind of a story, but it just didn't make any sense, and it wasn't well put together. Um, if animation was that important, people wouldn't read manga. True. Um, so so that was like the first season of it. This second season, I'm three episodes into it, and I'll tell you right off the bat, still doesn't have any kind of story Got as it. far as like connecting episode to episode. However, I think that it's a bit better this season because I feel like they aren't even trying to have a story. It's very, it's completely episodic. <sighs> so there's nothing wrong with being episodic. No, I mean like when is I'm look, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. 
Okay. When an anime has no story, mm-hmm. I'm not watching it because I don't have the time. I don't have the time to watch anime with stories. Mm. So like, why would I wait? Why would I watch an anime that, that I'm not going to like enjoy it? I, well, I mean, I, I that's, you know, very, very subjective. I mean, very know, subjective. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, as it, everything on this yeah, podcast is like, I mean, Cowboy Bebop for the majority of the show did not have a story that was going through each episode. And I criticize it very heavily yeah. for that. But, and, but many, many people love those, you know, just random episodes, including me. Yeah. And myself. But back when I watched Cowboy Bebop before, I was like a 16 year old boy and had mm. hundreds of hours a week to just throw away to nothing. True. And yeah. right now I have maybe five hours of free time a week. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, Kekai Sensen season two, I feel like, um, I mean, it, it obviously it's, you know, so much of it is very similar to the first season as far as like the, you know, animation quality, which is great. Um, the first season was animated very well. Also. Very well. Yeah. I'll give it that. Um, the music is really cool. They have some really good music in the show um, that they use. I actually found a like a like a drum step remix of the theme of Kakai oh, Sensen, yeah? and it's really quite good. Oh, cool. Probably better than the original theme song, but okay. you got to have a good song to make a good remix. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And they have good music just throughout the show as well. Um, so a lot of like the surface level stuff is really good as far as like the, you know, animation, the art, art style, the music, the... Um, the voice acting is really good. A lot of that surface level stuff is is great. And honestly, I feel that this season, the storytelling is better than the first season just because they're not even trying to make like in the first season, I felt like they were they were trying to kind of have everything flow together, but it was just like failing miserably. And in this one, they're just like, we're not even going to try in this episode. This character is doing this in this other episode. It's completely different. So it's like they're like, I'll give an example. In episode two, one of the characters is like on his deathbed in a hospital. And then in the next okay. episode, he's totally fine. And in the episode prior to it, he's totally fine. So it's like they're not even connected. It's just, you know, and again, we're only doing impressions on the first three episodes. So I don't know if it's going to maintain that for the rest. I think it's a 12 episode show this season, um, which is also, in my opinion, a plus because I, I, I can't deal with all these really long shows. But again, that's also subjective. Um, so, yeah, I, well, the first three episodes... Uh, I guess I'll tell you about you know what happens in the episodes. The first one is basically about the main character. Um, what's his name? Leon or something like that. Uh, I and, erased it from my memory. Yeah, I think it's like Leon. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Either way, he is... Um, yeah, Leonardo is his name. And in the first episode, the president of the United States, um, his head, he's a severed head, but it's like a, you know, it's still like sentient, kind of like a Futurama or something. Okay. And so he's trying to get the president's head from his apartment all the way to wherever it needs to go. Some, you know, um, building. I don't, I don't recall. And so the whole episode is just like him trying to get from point A to point B and all of the most ridiculous things that could possibly happen to him happen. And he's just, and everybody is like, um, like there's all these random events that occur and it's like, it's just, it's, it's mainly just silly and over the top and ridiculous and some awesome like fight scenes and like because all of his friends kind of show up and help him out at various times so it's like uh i don't know it's a uh, it's just like this one-off story which is actually it was actually very entertaining and i really enjoyed it i got some good laughs out of it and there's some cool fight scenes and it kind of is just reintroducing you to everyone because as he's trying to make his way across town you know one of his friends will show up to help him out and then he'll continue on and another one shows yeah, up. yeah i remember in the first season there was like a a, a giant vehicle like the size of a Gamma Bunta. Okay. That like, yeah, 
I don't know. There's all kinds of weird stuff like that. And then like the second episode was at this hospital that, um, and it kind of goes a little bit into the backstory of like how the city got to the way it is, which is basically, this is like, it's in New York and in, in the city, um, like an alternate dimension has like merged with our world, but it's only in this one city and it's sealed off. And so it's like, how did all these, so it kind of goes into a little bit of like, how did all these alternate dimension monsters get here and all this stuff. And, um, so it's, it's, it gives you a little bit of backstory about a couple of the characters, um, but again, it's mostly just like a fun romp of like, Hey, check out all these crazy action sequences. So it's and, the same as the first series. Yeah. Um, just, I think better. I think it's done better. Um, and then the third episode is a cool little story about one of the characters and, um, it, it and it kind of, it kind of, uh, touches on his, in a way, like his inability to maintain relationships or to have meaningful relationships and it gets a little, it gets a little deep with him, but not too much. It still maintains its lighthearted nature, but it is kind of cool that they're telling these little, they're giving these little vignettes about each of the characters. Um, so yeah, honestly, and I, I might end up biting myself in the butt here, but I'm enjoying it three episodes in more so than I did the first season and it's only 12 episodes. So how about, you know, worst case scenario, it's, you know, a couple more episodes I have to watch that, that aren't great, but. I think I'm going to go ahead and pass Kekai Sensen season two. I don't think I've ever been this excited. You're excited. Feel these nipples. So there we go. Yeah. I don't think people will probably like the review from that show. What do you mean? Oh. Because I'm going to destroy it for sure. Well, but, I mean, you know, or you could try to be, you know, objective. Dude, it, the way that the way that like <laughs> the way that I had the way that I've been the last like three or three years, if, if a show has if a show doesn't have a story. I probably won't even pay attention to it. Mm. I mean, that's... Or, or again, you could try to be objective. That's an option. You can do that. I believe in you. I believe in your ability to be objective. I am being objective. You, you actually, 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 with, with this particular topic, you mm. cannot ask me to be objective because everything is my opinion. Okay. Whether or not I like an anime is 100% subjective. Yeah. Which is why it's so frustrating when people get angry at us for like not liking a show. Just because I don't like Tokyo Ghoul doesn't mean it's not good for you. Sure. So everything on this podcast yeah. is subjective. Well, yeah. Everything. Not completely. Like, the, like Goku, mean, Goku's hair is black. That's objective. Yes. I, I, but you can't talk about like how well a show is animated or how, you know, the, I probably will say yeah, the characters I, develop. I probably like will concede yeah. that it's well animated, but mm-hmm. I also concede that if it doesn't have a story and if that it's doesn't like, interest it, you. and if it's like the first Kai Sensen, I will probably call it nonsense. All right. Which I think if it doesn't have a story and it's just goofy stuff the whole time, it's, in my opinion, subjectivity, probably nonsense. Okay. But that's me. Anyway. And no one likes me anyway. So let's see here. <laughs> um, I'm going to do an impression on Hozuki no Dei Tetsu Season 2. Hozuki no Dei Tetsu, the first series of Hozuki came out and a few years ago. Let me see here. That was... Um, I was in Japan at that point, I think. When I was living in Japan, that came out. Apparently, I can't spell Hozuki no Dei Tetsu to look it up on here. Um... It came out, help me out here, Rei Tetsu. Okay, there we go. For came out in 2014 was the first series. And this next season came out, um, well, obviously pretty recently. The studio is Studio Dean. And honestly, Hozuki no Dei, no Dei Tetsu Season 2 is about the exact same thing that the first season of Hozuki no Dei Tetsu was, mm. which is you have a, a guy, I guess you could call him, named Hozuki, who is a direct advisor to the king to the king of hell, King Enma. Whoa. And so they live, the whole anime takes place in hell. Okay. I and, have not seen the first season. Okay. Um, it's 
it's 100% a comedy. And the, the story is, it, it unfolds a lot like the, the, uh, it doesn't have a tremendous plot line to it, but, um, this, the anime is gorgeous looking. Um, I will say that I was actually very impressed by studio Dean in the way that they in, in terms of the art direction that they put forward in the show. And, um, actually so much so that I was actually thinking like that this show was astonishingly beautiful the way that it was done. Like, I won't say that, I won't say that the animation necessarily is something like to marvel at, but I will say that the, the art, the way that the art is done is such that it doesn't look like very many other shows. And the way that it's drawn is extremely aesthetically pleasing to me. In fact, it's probably worth you looking up a photo of it just to see, yeah, um, to be honest. Now, where Hozuki Nodetetsu does get its story is that it is that the story unfolds in a series of small vignettes that are about hell. And for example, the beginning of the story, the beginning of the anime, the first episode, is about they're telling stories about um, Izanagi and Izanami or whatever. They're I think that's what, I think I got that right, which is Shinto lore about Japan, and they're talking about how, um, just like as in the lore, um, Izanami. This looks awesome. Izanami is killed and she goes to hell and becomes a demon. And because they're living in hell, they're telling a story about hell and in a very comedic way. Now, that being said, to get the full to get the full enjoyment out of the story, you have to be at least somewhat familiar with um with like the religion of Shinto to even know who like Izanami is, to know that like Izanami and Izanagi, you know, like what was like Izanagi dipped his sword, his spear into the ocean and it created like the four islands of Japan or whatever and all that. I think that's probably not even correct, but, but, um, it's a lot like Azumanga Dayo in that the story has every episode has about three short stories in it where they cover some aspect of hell that is really humorous. So like in the second episode, they're telling, they're teaching you about hell and they're going through literally all the lesser hells and all of the, different places where people go when they die and all the reasons why they'll go to these different hells. And they even have like a diagram where it he'll say, well, this is the crushing hell where liars go. And this is the hell where people that have been, and this one was particularly funny. This is the hell where people that have been cruel to animals and people and stuff go. And it's like this, they're like, they're literally boiling people in like pots oh, of water. Geez. And like, and there's like a, there's a pot that's full of poop and it's called like the something of excrement. And he's like, and it's exactly what you think it is. And Hozuki's like giving a tour to two, <laughs> to two like hell deep to, um, two people that are going to be like workers in hell, okay. teaching them about hell because they're new employees. It's almost like when you join a company and they tour you around. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's showing them all these places and they're sitting there and they're looking at like the pot and it's got like this bubbling poop in it. And okay. then like, and then all out of nowhere, like a guy reaches up and like he, his arm comes out and then you see him like come up partially out of the poop oh, and he's geez. like drowning in it. And it's just, it, but it's done in a, in a really funny way. Um, the art style, like I said, is second to none. It's well, the, the art direction is really good. Mm -hmm. The animation probably average, but the comedy is really sharp. If, if you know anything about like, any of like the Japanese stories like Momotaro or like, for example, in the first season of Hozuki no Tetsu, it leads off essentially with the story of Momotaro with the dog and the pheasant and the monkey that are like Momotaro's companions, but they've all managed to go to hell somehow. 
which is funny to begin with because they probably would never go to hell. But like they're the dog especially is a main character in the story, the dog from Momotaro. And so the entire story is about hell and about Hozuki and about all these little things that happen. And it's super cute. So in the second episode, there's a um they're walking down a hallway and Hozuki has decided that he wants to have like some artwork or something in the in the palace that will spruce things up. And so he like the artwork is basically people tied to pillars that are burning for all eternity. And they're like, there's like these fires below them and they're all burning. But his aesthetic was to like have people being like tortured in an artistic way around the, around the palace. Mm. Um, that's just an example. And then like throughout the episode, throughout that little vignette, they find ways to make the, that, that artistic display even more elaborate. So they have like, they like, put like cat demons or something in it and make like all of a sudden, like all the, there's like all these, all these cats meowing and stuff. And it. it's, it's hard to explain, but it's pretty funny. In the third episode, they're taught, they're telling this, they're telling the story of these two demons that live in people's houses and they like to go to people's houses that are like hardworking people or like good people or whatever. And then, but if someone stops being a good person or they'll stop or they stop working hard, they'll go to another house. Now I know, now I don't know much about them and Japanese lore, but I'm sure that somewhere in like Japanese uh, lore about demons and ghosts and stuff there, they probably exist as a figure because throughout the episodes, I, I notice numerous things that I know about Japan. So like, for example, they make it, they made a reference to, um, and in the, in the anime, I'm Ayakashi Samurai Horror Tales. There's a story about a woman who is scorned by her husband and subsequently killed by him. Mm. And she, she basically haunts him and kills him in the story as a, as a vengeful spirit. And they're like, they'll like make a reference to her, um, amongst other things. So in order to get the full enjoyment out of the show, you have to know a little bit about Japan, right. but you don't need to know a lot. So like, for example, they also make anime references. Okay. So they're talking about how the two little girls who are like the spirits I referenced are going around hell and they're sort of exploring everything. They find the dog sleeping in like a barn and they're like tickling him and stuff. And they're like, oh, and we even found a Totoro. <laughs> Except they bleep out the last syllable of Totoro. Oh, they, yeah. And it's, the, and it's King Enma sleeping because he's huge, right? Yeah. And they crawl up onto his stomach just like in Totoro when Mei crawls up onto the Totoro. And they scoot their butts forward on him, just like in Totoro. You've seen this scene, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're going, Yosha, 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 Yosha. You know how they do yeah. it? And they get right up in his face, and they're like, who are you? And he's snoring. And then he does the exact same, like, Totoro giant yawn thing. That's funny. It's really funny. It's yeah. I rewound it a few times to watch it because it was so spot on. Um, the references in the, in, the, in the anime are really well done. Um, Hozuki's a pretty cool character. He's like this... Um, this advisor to King Enma, who's a total hard ass, but he likes to um, water and take care of like goldfish plants, which if you Google his goldfish plants, they'll come up, but they're like, they're almost like giant goldfish that are attached to like flower stems and they make like horrible noises. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll come up right away for you when you, when you Google it. Um, goldfish, goldfish plant. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I guess it's an actual plant. Wait here. Let me find it for you. Hozuki goldfish. There we go. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, so they're really kind of cute looking. And you can tell from the photos that the art style hmm. is is quite interesting. And it's just good. Like I, the first series of, of Hozuki was so popular. It came out along with you know, with with Yomushi Pedal and it was the anime that with Yomushi Pedal was featured like all across Japan when I was there and like they had special events for it, special places where you could buy special Hozuki themed foods, mm -hmm. all this stuff. Um and 
not every anime gets that kind of treatment. Yeah. It's basically like high Q at that time. It was like high Q, yo, Mishi pedal and Hoseki no, no day Tetsu were the hottest things. Mm. And you know, you'd see girls walking around with, with their little handbags and they'd have like dozens of like Hozuki pins on their bags okay, and like Akiba. And it was a really popular show. So I'm not really stunned that they made another one. I am surprised that it, that it took them so long in between seasons, but it, it's, it's not a show that has like a, a strong through like storyline, like mm-hmm. something like attack on Titan that would require you to have an immediate second season, which attack on Titan didn't, but cause it's cause the, the stories are kept to like 10 minute blocks. Okay. Right? Yeah. They're short stories, basically. Um, this anime is really good. It's super funny. It looks really great. Um, it's a, it's about exactly as good as the last one, which I think we gave it like a four. And that's about what I would probably say it is at this moment. If you like comedy or if you like something different, um, definitely you should watch this. I mean, there's a scene in it where the rabbit that pounds the rice on the moon or whatever, you know, that, that yeah, lore, yeah, is in hell. And it's like a worker in hell. Okay. And, and he's working in the area of hell where people lie, where they're in hell because they're liars. And there's a guy who's on his hands and knees and he's been tortured forever or whatever. And he's like, I did take a bribe from the government or something, but I gave back twice as much money in donations to a charity of my choice. And I even won an award for philanthropy. And he gets ends up getting his ass beaten by the bunny. Oh gosh. Because he's a liar. And the, yeah. and the bunny's like, well, I, won't, I don't believe you because you're a liar. So he's just beating the shit out of him with like a club. And Hozuki explains to the two girls that he's touring around that this is a place for liars and you can't trust what they say to you. Yeah. Right. It's spot on. It's super good. Um, two passes in a row for sure for, mm. for the podcast. Nice. I just play the pass drop right now. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Can you feel that, buddy? Huh? 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 I have exercised the demons. I know that if Chiaki was doing this impression herself, she would pass it for sure. Right. She loves this anime. Loves it. Awesome. I got to watch that first season because I've never seen it. So, yeah, a couple of uh, solid shows so far, it looks like. And I've got another solid show for you coming up next. That is Imoto Se Irebai. Which uh, the English... I wonder, who, I wonder who picked this one. The English title of the show is A Sister Is All You Need. <sighs> <laughs> so um you know what the synopsis here on my name list is like two sentences so i'll just read that it says this is the story about the daily life of a young siscon novelist God. itsuki hashima with his perfect little sister chihiro the the genius illustrator nayuta uh, nayuta kani his best friend miyako shirakawa and some insane partners from his publishers so for those that don't know what Siscon is, why Siscon? We just had an anime about this. Yeah, Siscon is. So I'm in such pain right now. It's 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 a story. Uh, it's a type of story that is about a, a a boy falling in love with his little sister. So this guy is a is a novelist. He writes these stories. And also is obsessed with the idea of having a younger sister that he could then bone. <laughs> um, and also in the, uh, in the synopsis where it says his, young, his little sister Chihiro, th- that's not actually his sister. Although... Oh, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, Hopi, I think I'm getting too old for this stuff. Although Chihiro may seem to be a little sister, it's actually a boy. 
It's his little oh, brother. Oh, so that's... Wait, what? It's his little brother. Does he know that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, but it's but everyone else, like, that see... If you see the character, you're like, oh, that's a little girl. Like, nah, it's a boy. So it's it, they also include that in the anime, which is fantastic, um, which they like to do every now and then. All right, so let me ask you some questions. Yes. I'm confu- very confused. Okay. He's a CISCON novelist. Yes. Much like Aramanga Sensei? Yes. Okay. Or I don't know much of Aramanga Sensei was about him drawing, making mangas about his sister or not. It might have just been like erotic mangas. It doesn't yeah. matter. So he, so he, so he does. He writes stories about his people banging their little sisters. Yes, which is horrific. One hundred, yeah, one hundred percent. And the he, first minute and a half of the first episode is horrifying. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Oh wow. Because it's it's. I mean, and I don't want to spoil it, but the first minute and a half of the show. Well, it's the first minute, I think, so I think you're I think, allowed to spoil it. But it's one of those things you just have to see. Well, just I want to know what it is. Tell me. I'm so, not going to watch this for sure. So the first minute and a half of the show is, and you find out after that, that part is basically like one of his stories. So you start off the show and you're like, a, you're, it's a boy and he's in bed and then he's being woken up. Oh, I saw this. We yeah. watched this on, on Oh, Discord. we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You saw it. So, so, so let me, oh, we might as well finish Well, it. I should probably tell the people listening. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a boy and he's being woken up by his little sister who is naked on top of him in bed. And she like bends down and kisses him and there's like slobber in between their mouths. Oh my and then God. she, um, ends up, she tells him like, Oh, I just finished my bath. And so he goes into the bath and like washes his face in her used bath water, uh, because he's so in love with her. And then he like, like, uh, is eating and wipes his face with her panties and then eats her panties what the fuck? And it's like so. So he's is he? Obviously, he loves his little brother because he's their family. Yeah. Right. But does he? Is he in love with his brother? No. 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 He's no. His brother is just his, is his brother. So he doesn't okay. even. But he uh, definitely wishes he had a little sister that for the you know probably for not the right reasons. Also, he ha- he works with a couple other authors. Uh, one of which is um, mm. a young girl who they make a point to say is 18. Um, although she looks a bit younger than that and she's in love with him. And so every time she sees him, she's like, we should go have sex or, you know, all this stuff. Like she's very like upfront about what she wants to do with him. And he just keeps like putting, like, you know, turning her away or whatever. And he's like, no, I don't want anything to do with you. Um, I just want to say something. Mm -hmm. This anime is a good example of why you as a listener cannot tell your friends you like anime. Okay. Because when people watch anime and they, animes like this give all anime a bad reputation. Hmm. Oh, you know what? Real quick. Chihiro, apparently it's a double twist. Chihiro is a girl. The, wait, what? The boy that looks, Chihiro is the little brother that looks like a girl, but everybody is like, oh, that's his brother. Turns out actually is a girl. Does he know it's a girl? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess it happens later on after the third episode. Uh, okay. So there you go. So long as he knows it's a girl, because I don't know how in the hell you could have a sibling that you don't know what gender they are. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he knows, but... Okay, the, I'm just checking. I, I, it's confusing. I'm just yeah. checking. Okay. So you were saying, I'm sorry. Before no, that. I was just saying that, like, and people, people who watch, people who don't know much about anime, they think they know two things about anime. Mm-hmm. It's either for little kids or it's people raping each other and stuff. Right? Yeah. This this anime is this one's about little kids. <laughs> this is an anime that for sure is a reason why 
anime is stigmatized mm -hmm. in the U.S. and probably in Japan too because people hear about shows like this more than any other show because it's so shocking. Right. And so when you can't tell your, for your coworkers at work that you watch anime, it's because of shit like this. Because, right. because why would anybody admittedly watch a show where a boy writes manga about banging your little sister? Anybody would look at you like you're insane. Right. So that's just my thought. So, um, yeah, that's it's a good hard point. to argue that. I mean, no, it's, no, no. It's a, it's a, I mean, if someone out there is offended that I just said that, but it's for well, sure yeah. factual. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. Okay. Um, what was interesting is I was watching, uh, as I was like looking up stuff on this show, um, I saw a YouTube video that was one of those like reaction videos where people will watch something and then react to it. But this was like a reaction compilation. So people reacting to the first episode of this show. And the first couple minutes is what I watched, which is, which is that opening sequence that's ridiculous and, and you know, just crazy that we were talking about. Um, and it was funny because there were several people reacting and, and almost all of them were like, oh my God, what the hell is this? This is disgusting and blah, blah, blah. But then there was one dude who was like super into it and he was like, oh man, I'm so jealous. I wish that was me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what? <laughs> but so, so that's basically to say that although the majority of people would look at something like this and be like, this is disgusting. This is ridiculous. I don't want to have anything to do with this. There are some people who are like, dude, I wish I had a little sister that I could bang. Maybe this is like a, um, so a, they do exist. What do you call the test where you look at the ink blot? A, a Rorschach? R Rorschach, yeah. I mean, if you watch this, I hate to like condemn anybody, but like if you watch this and you're thinking, wow, I wish I had a little sister I could have sex with. Mm. You got might be some problems. Yeah. Maybe. And maybe I'll say maybe just to soften it. Yeah. Okay. So you just, yeah, I'm going to have to dig up a special fail drop for this. Yeah. One. So yeah. I mean, of course I'm failing it. Um, but Hey, you know what? If you want, you know what? It's a great show to watch drunk with your friends because it's so ridiculous. Especially the first episode. So so do that. That's fun. Hmm. Which which drop should I play? What we've got here is one big pile of shit. Oh, you like that or one? Or something like that. Yeah, whatever he says. Hmm. Or that is one big pile of shit. PLZ. <laughs> what? Nudes, please. <laughs> no, how about this one? Classic. He found Captain Winky! Well. Not good enough? I mean, that's fine. Does it need to be stronger? I mean, I feel like that's, uh, you know... It's whatever. Okay. All right. So uh, you're up next. All right. So I have um, Shoujo Shumatsu Ryoko, um, which is a, a, a weird show. I'll say that. Um, so it was not what I expected based on the title for sure, um, because the show's title to me sounds like little girls going on like a fun weekend trip, which so I more or less, I cannot find anything on my anime list. They just like write whatever they want is the title, and then I can't find it. <laughs> All right, so they've translated it as Girls' Last Tour, which 100% is not how this would be translated. Uh, well, I actually don't know the kanji for that they're using for Shumatsu, so whatever. Anyway, so this is a weird show. Um, we watched the first episode of this on the yeah. on the uh, on the Discord also, right? So that's a that's, that's an advertisement for the Discord page. If you guys yes, get on I, there, you can watch these with us. You can get you can get a link to it from the Facebook group. So head on is over. Is that there Facebook and, group over two thousand yet? Oh, I haven't checked. I'm I, sorry. I bet it is. So I'm not even going to read the Miami list synopsis, but so there's two girls in the show, and they have they have a tank. I guess it's a tank, sort of that they drive around on, and the world is basic 
Yeah. 1,985. Oh, get in there, guys. Away. That is literally the year I was born, by the way. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. 1985. So they're driving around on their tank in this world that has clearly been destroyed. And it's a frozen world for the most part. There's snow and ice everywhere. And they're just like riding around aimlessly. And they, they ride their tank through like a really dark building and they're having like a conversation. I can only describe the building as like a factory, basically. Yeah. And you, you saw the first episode. Yeah. They're driving through the building and, and they're, they're these two little like Moe looking girls and they have guns and helmets on. They look like soldiers. Mm-hmm. It's a very like weird, cerebral, like low key vibe to it. So low key that my thought, well, I think I, I think I said when we were watching it on the Discord, I was like, something is gonna, terrible is going to happen because mm-hmm. it's just too calm. Right. Right. Well, nothing really happened, but they drive their tank through the whole building and they get out of the building and they're driving it in the snow. And at some point in the episode towards the end, someone brings, someone busts out like a piece of food. Mm-hmm. They find uh, like, like rations. A, it's like a cookie. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They find rations and there's a cookie or something. Mm-hmm. And the one girl, you, you you expect that these two girls are like the closest of friends. They All they have in the world is each other, basically, because yes. there's no one else. And the one girl straight up pulls her gun on the other girl mm-hmm. and is, I presume, threatening to kill her if she doesn't give her the cookie. Right. And so she pulls the gun out, points it at the other girl, and the girl surrenders her cookie. Yes. And the girl eats it. The other girl, the, the girl who pulled the gun eats it. Yes. In a very dick move. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what happens after that. I think but. she was basically just telling her you can't trust anyone in this world. You know, it was kind of, she was trying to like teach her a lesson, but at yeah. the same time was legitimately, you know, going to kill her if she didn't give her the food. In the second episode, they're still driving around in their tank, which I hate to like throw the realism into it, but how much gas you got in that thing? Yeah. Like, holy shit. I mean, come on. You don't even have drinking. You don't Well, I guess they have drinkable water because there's snow everywhere, but like for you for sure, don't have enough gasoline to power this tank very far. It's also not very big. So the gas tank would be very little. Yeah, well, they're often stumbling upon, like, remains of, like, battles, so I'm sure they could siphon gas from... Maybe. I didn't see them do that, but... Anyway, so they're driving their... Because all they do is ride the tank around. Mm-hmm. So they ride, they drive the tank around, they find another building, and they're basically freezing to death at this point. They've been outside for a while, and they go into the building, and they find a hot water pipe, which is amazing, because that would presume that there's a power source and people using it, Yeah, but they don't find the people. Instead, they, they shoot the water pipe with a gun and it bursts, which is highly unlikely because it's made of like steel or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it bursts in a big way and there's like hot water pouring out of it, Okay, which would probably burn them to death if they touched it. <laughs> but they fill like a giant empty pipe full of it and they get into it and have like an onsen bath. Of course. Which is kind of nice because they're freezing to death and, you know, they've managed to find hot water, which is awesome. Now, I'm, I'm shocked like like a thousand people didn't rush into there and kill them because they're just disrupted their flow of hot water. Mm-hmm. But they have like a nice bath and then I don't even remember what happens after that. They get back in their tank and they keep driving. In the third episode, they find, they run across like a gorge. It's kind of like a gorge. It's, it's basically like a giant gap between the cityscape where they want, they, they need to get across and they can't. And I think there was a bridge there and they mentioned it, but the bridge is gone. And so they don't have any way to get across. And out of nowhere, they're sort of attacked by someone. Okay. Like a missile is fired and, or like a bomb goes off and it blows up a building and the building falls across the gap. Oh. Much like something you would do in like The Last Guardian or something yeah. like that. Or Ico, one of those like puzzle, puzzly games. And they run across a, another person who has been spending his whole life drawing maps of the area that they're in. 
they, they, they make it sound like they're playing a video game almost. Like he's like, oh, I've, I've mapped out this entire level. And really at this point, what you find out, what, what, what they want to do is they want to get to this tower that's in the distance because they presume that they can use the tower to climb high enough that they can get up, up into the next level as if this world is built, built in multiple levels. Okay. Now, the bo- the guy is, he's not worth very much except the fact that he has maps of the whole entire like level that they're in. And he, I guess, draws the maps as he drives around, as he goes around on his motorcycle, which broke down. And he... He clarifies and, and um, confirms that his maps are accurate by getting to high places and like looking at the areas and see, making sure. So his, his whole life is basically like surveying the land. And he says that these maps are like worth more than my life. And if I ever lost them, I would kill myself. Okay. Is what he says. Um, foreshadowing. And so <laughs> big time. And so they get to the tower with the tank somehow. And they're riding the, they're riding up this elevator thing that I don't know how it's powered. I don't know why they'd get in it. It looks busted as all hell. And they're worried about it because it's busted up. And they're like, well, we're going to ride this this elevator thousands of feet into the air. And it even made my stomach kind of turn over a little bit because I'm not like afraid of heights, but like if I'm looking over like a ledge that's like a thousand feet up, mm. I get that feeling in my stomach like this is dangerous. Yeah. You know, you think like, oh, what would happen to me if I fell? And so I had that feeling. They sort of, the, the sort of cinematography in the scene was kind of nice. It had that effect on me. And of course, something goes wrong with the elevator and it tilts like sideways and it doesn't have any like guardrails on the side. And they said that, well, they probably thought it was a waste of resources to put like a cage in it. So there's no cage or anything to keep you from like a sliding out of it. Okay. There's like one small bar and the guy drops his handbag that has all his maps in it Mm. and it slides and it falls off the edge and he basically goes to dive for it to save it. And the two girls catch him. Okay. Um, but he loses all the maps. So he's like devastated. That's pretty much like what happened in the first three episodes. Okay. So it's basically just them driving just, around, just driving around in this post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. And I would say to you that it's weird cause the anime doesn't suck, but it is amazingly boring. Mm. I can't imagine anybody watched this and thought it was exciting or, or interesting even cause there's no, s- it's a short show, 20 of 12 episodes. They've burned through a, a, a quarter of it already and they have established nothing. Mm. Um, other than the fact that the world's post-apocalyptic, I, it looks like a war, like a war happened or something. Yeah. But they haven't explained anything. And this is one of those shows where I almost feel like something good is going to come out of it at the end. Mm. But I don't want to sort of take that risk. Yeah. Because you may just have 10, nine more episodes of them of going nothing. around doing nothing. And, um, and so if, if you're willing to take that risk on it, like if you want to show that maybe feels like there's something coming, but you're not quite sure it might be worth watching, but it's really boring. Like it's and not a lot happening. Like might, if you might think, be something to throw on in the background. If you think Mushishi is boring, hmm. like this is much more boring than that. Mushishi at least has like, has interesting and well-written stories for each episode. Right. At and least the, something the, happens. <laughs> the, the pace might be slow for you, Kazuo, but this is slow and nothing is happening. I would say nine, 60% of the show is literally just them driving their tank. That's it, basically, with unlimited gasoline somehow. It must be like a, must be powered by like water or something. So Solar powered. I have no reason to, to pass this, and I have no reason to expect that it will be anything more than it is right now. And so this one will fail. But they live happily ever after. Of course, Elizabeth. What a pile of shit. <laughs> I love listening to little kids curse. 
<laughs> okay. It's just so good. All right. So the last impression for today will be on Mahotsukai, Mahotsukai no Yome, or the ancient Magus bride, um, which Magus is, I guess, um, another word for mage. So it's the mage's bride. Uh, so yeah, the show is about a young girl named Chise. She is, I believe, 16. And in the first episode, you're introduced to her and she has basically, she's basically selling herself into slavery. You got a little notification on the screen there. I don't know if that's for anything important. Oh, oh I don't think I want to exit our tr- our streaming software. <laughs> uh, how did that even happen? I don't know. Hmm. Um, either way, so Chise is a 16-year-old girl who is selling herself into into a form of slavery you're you're she's basically signing away a contract and then they put her in like chains and stuff and then they uh, put her up to auction so you know the, I, I guess there's like some kind of underground organization or what have you where you can auction off and buy these slaves and she's selling herself she willingly puts herself up yeah um she's pretty much um from what i'm able to gather from the first couple episodes uh she's suicidal and incredibly like depressed and okay. just sees no purpose in anything and so okay. she wants so she's to, not thinking too rationally, probably. Right. And she wants to be of use to someone. And um, so she puts her out herself in the situation to be put up for auction. And um, as soon as they, you know, put her up on the stage and, and you know, they're going to begin the bidding at like $100,000 or whatever. Um, this guy walks in and he just walks right up to the stage, right up to the girl. And he says like, you know, $5 million or whatever, or, um, I guess it's not dollars. I think they're in England. So, you know, uh, 5 million pounds, I guess. Um, okay. So he just immediately goes up and he's like, I'm buying this girl and that's it. And he is this like really tall kind of brooding looking character, but he's, has like a, has a mask, like not a mask, but like a, like almost like a curtain draped over his face. So you can't see his face. Mm. Uh, but you can tell that his face is an odd shape. Um, finally, when you do see his face, it turns out that it's kind of like a, skull like an antelope skull or something like that and he is a mage and he bought this girl because he wants her to become his apprentice and also his bride which he mentions in i think the end of the first episode which is like okay that's weird um but so he ends up buying this girl and he whisks her away to his home which is kind of like in the countryside of of england i guess he's not one one for the ladies since he just bought himself a wife yeah, I don't know what he, he's I don't know a, if he actually means that he wants to marry her in that way. I, I'm not sure. Currently, he's kind of treating her well like a pet. I'll tell you one thing. Like, yeah, the girl who voice acts the girl mm-hmm. has dimples. Okay, I just I don't know. Great. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for that input. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, so he whisks her away to the countryside, and apparently, she is not just an ordinary human. She has you know, latent magical abilities. And they refer to her as something called, oh gosh, a sleigh baggy or something like that, which I don't know what the hell that means, but that doesn't sound like a real word to me. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it is. Um, either way, her type of person has incredible magical abilities just naturally. So she's very uh, desirable for those that would want to use her for those, for that. Um, and so he, he found her and he wants to train her and, um, because she has great potential and, but she's, you know, very kind of screwed up in the head and very broken. And so he treats her kind of like, you know, like a, like a, like a broken puppy. Like he even refers to her as his puppy at times. This guy straight up has a, so his profile says he's an ancient magician with both human and fae characteristics. Yeah. 
I'm not, I'm not that familiar with fey. I've Fairy. Heard, I've heard the term. All right, so it's a magical creature. But his his face is straight up like. Yeah. It looks like a dog's head, like a skull. Skull, yeah. So no wonder he has to buy his bride because man, he he ugly. Right. So he um, and I, I'm not entirely certain of his intentions. It would seem that he legitimately just wants to help this girl. Although he's also very awkward with her, like in the way he interacts with her, you could tell that he's not used to, you know, dealing with someone that would be like a, I don't know, like a, a student or a child or, you know, a pet. And it's like, so it's very awkward for him too. And so they're, they're both in this weird situation and she's, and, and, and she is so just distraught and kind of damaged as a person, um, that just the idea of somebody finding a use for her and caring about her at all is something that is so powerful for her. So, He's also a giant. Yeah, he's also a giant. The photo of him holding her, he's he's got to be almost twice her height. Yeah, yeah. And she's an adult. She's 16. So he's got to be like eight feet tall. Yeah. And he's, um, but he's like ancient. Like he's hundreds of years old, I believe. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Um, and so basically the first couple episodes, um, they're nice little stories. Like the first episode is when he finds her and he brings her home and... Um, there's a little bit of comedy sprinkled in like when she gets there and he's like telling her to take a bath or whatever. And so there's like that awkward moment and he like puts her in the bath. And so it's just weird and kind of goofy. And then she meets these, uh, these fairies, like these little fairies flying through the window while she's in the bath and they start talking to her and stuff. And then in the evening when she goes to bed, they kind of wake her up and they're like, Hey, let's go for a walk in the forest. And so she kind of goes out with them to just go for a walk with these fairies. Cause they seem sweet enough. turns out they want to like take her away to their world and they have, you know, bad intentions and she's reminded of you know what he told her about you know as far as like his desire to have her you know with him and all this stuff and so she's kind of like you know I can't leave because he needs me or whatever and so she ends up staying um and it's, it's kind of sweet and then there's um I'm trying to remember what the second episode was for some reason I'm just drawing a blank but then there was another episode of where her was it Gosh, I'm, I I forget. But you're getting old like me. I know. <laughs> There's another episode where you're introduced. Oh, you know, second episode. He kind of takes her into this shop, and there's a lady that works there who's also a mage of sorts. And that's when she kind of discovers that she has not. Maybe she doesn't realize it, but like the lady at the shop realizes like she's got this incredible power. Um, and then she starts asking about like what his intentions are with her and all that stuff. And then I think in the third episode, they go to the countryside. Uh, actually, I think it's Iceland. Is they go to they go to Iceland, and um, there are dragons there, and so she's introduced to these dragon creatures, and um, it's a cool little like side story that occurs because you're introduced to like this. There's all this uh, this 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 mythology in the show, which is really interesting, and all these other like there's. This, I love mythology. Yeah, there's this whole other world and these creatures that exist, and you're introduced to them and like what their stories are and how they live, and and apparently like these dragons, they live for, you know, incredibly long periods of times. And when they die, they become like one with the earth and they turn into like mounds with like trees that grow out of them. And stuff so they're, like that. so they're doing some world building. Yeah. 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 Which is why I love 12 kingdoms so much because they've enriched that world so much with so much of this like mythology. Yes. Yeah. There's a, there's a great deal of mythology and uh, the episode. So this the third episode is one with the dragons and it was, it was amazing the, you're introduced to, there's a group of dragons and one of them is this very, very old dragon who is kind of like on his deathbed. And, um, and he's talking to her about, you know, you can tell like he's already like he's peeling and he's starting to have like, you know, like moss grow out of him and stuff like that. He's returning to the earth. 
and but he's totally okay with it and like all the young dragons like there are these newborn dragons there too and they're all like oh he's gonna get to you know become you know uh turn into a beautiful tree and blah 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 and they're all okay with it because they've lived for so long and they've come to accept like the course of life and there's a lot of you know there's there's a lot in there about um the about mortality and about um just you know being okay with it being over or for your conscious and realizing that you are becoming one with the earth and you're, you know, although you may die that you're, you're, you're creating life and all this stuff. So it's just a really, it's a really touching kind of moment. Um, and, and, and so that's pretty much where it ends on the third episode. So I'm, I'm really interested in it. I'm not sure how long it's going to be. 24 episodes. 24 episodes. So not too long, but, uh, the character is very interesting. Um, I was a little kind of wary of the fact that he refers to her as a puppy. And I'm like, this is weird, but it makes sense because well, he's 800 years old or something. Yeah. And she is like such a broken character. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see her kind of come into her own and see where it goes. And I'm also interested in if they're going to introduce some sort of uh, villain creature or character, like, cause, cause up, uh, up to this point, it's just been kind of like uh, building the world and building the character. So I'm, uh, it would seem as if there there would be some kind of villain in the show because of the fact that she is has such a such a rare ability. You would imagine other people would want to use that for their own purposes. So, um, yeah, I, I really like it so far, and I think this is um, well. It's certainly, I think the most popular show this season, based on what yeah. we said earlier. Yep. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pass the the ancient or the Magus Bride, the ancient Magus Bride, and we'll see where it goes. Groovy, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So I think that's the end of the impressions for this episode. So let's see here. What do we have as far as like, what have we passed so far? We've we got... have passed. Oh, go ahead. Hozuki no Dei Tetsu season two, mm-hmm. Kino's Journey, Inuyashiki, Juni Taisen, Kujira no Kora, Mahotsukai no Yome, and Kakai Sensen and Beyond. So we've only got one show left that can pass. We have the ones that are left are Sangatsu no Lion season two, Hoseki uh, no Kuni, uh, Shokugeki no Soma, San no Sara, and Just Because. Okay. And I think only one of those can pass. I yeah. think we've only got one so, slot left. We'll be pretty competitive on this last on this, on this episode next week. We'll wrap that up next week and uh hope well, we'll see. We'll see which one's uh we'll see which we'll see which one's the best. I'm sure we'll pick the right one. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. Anime. Embarrassing. Anime. Mailbag, bag, bag. If only you had a girl here to do it with you. Uh, yeah. So, mailbag time. Yep. Of course, you can uh, send us a mailbag. Head over to aaapodcast.com and click on the mailbag button at the very top. You send us your cues and we will A them. All right, let's make this quick. All right. Um, I see Rose writes, hello, AAA hosts. I have a business-related question since I know a number of you are qualified in that field. Um, as most Macross fans know, the reason why none of the franchise can get licensed in the West is because Harmony Gold holds the international copyright to the mech designs back when they released it as Robotech. But as Harmony Gold is now a real estate company, what business value do they have in keeping their copyright and filling legal, filing legal action against any attempt to bring Macross to the West as they currently do? Uh, is the macro is the value of that copyright so great that they can't sell it to someone else, even though it's unrelated to their main business? Well, for most published for most works published after after 1977, the copyright lasts for the life of the author plus 70 years. Hmm. So, since I'm pretty sure the author of the original Macross isn't even dead, yeah, you got a long ass time. 
Um, it won't be in our lifetimes. So now there is a business principle in finance um, that is called the value of options, which is kind of a um, an abstract concept. But um, if, if you can just hang with me here for like two seconds. Kazo, if I said to you, mm. you in a year will have the ability to make a choice. Okay. Any choice. Any choice. You, you something you something that you have allows you to make a choice. Okay. Like the seven Dragon Balls. Um. Sure. Okay. That choice has value. Yes. Now you don't know. And now it's an intangible value. It's an intangible asset. You, you can't hold it in your hand. It's just the ability to make a choice. Mm-hmm. But that choice. That ability gives you has value attached to it because okay. you don't know what kind of value that will have, mm. um, which is why stock options are worth are worth money because they give you the ability to choose in the future to sell your stock at at a price. Okay, Harmony Gold may be holding onto their copyright because it allows them to have a choice to use that co- copyright in the future for whatever reason they they deem. Maybe they're thinking, oh, you never know, 20 years from now, there may be a, a huge boom in Mecca and we can make a crap load of money off this copyright. So they believe, they could believe, and I don't know anything about Harmony Gold, but they could believe that if we continue to hold this copyright, it will have, it could have value for us and our ability to make a decision later. It's a tough concept. I struggled with it in school. I still struggle with it. Okay. Now they could just be assholes <laughs> or bad business people. And, or maybe it could be that people aren't trying to buy the copyright from them. Really, that really could be the case. Yeah, I don't know. I can't answer this question. It's tough, but I've tried. I've given. I've given you one possibility. So I wish they would sell it, so we could have. I think everybody wants them to sell it. I think the answer is it's aliens. Yeah, it's aliens. I don't know. I don't know what the aliens are doing, but it's aliens. Yeah, (laughs) I have no idea. Um, All right, next mailbag comes from Signed Sword. and they write in, "Hey AAA, I recently found your guys' podcast, and I'm really enjoying it." Anyways, I was wondering if you guys are familiar with any medical-themed anime. Yes. I, I had originally thought Angel Beats was one based on the logo for it and was disappointed when it wasn't one, but then pleasantly surprised by it anyway. Uh, but I digress. If you guys aren't familiar with any, would you even be interested in one, or am I the only one? Thanks anyway. Signed, Sword. All right. Well, for sure, the an anime that I talk about ad nauseum is Monster, and it is definitely medical-themed. Yes. The main character is a neurosurgeon in Germany. Yes. And the theme of medicine sort of is a through line all the way through the, all the, way through the anime. Mm-hmm. It, it's more important in the beginning of the show, but it's definitely there. Monster being are also arguably the most renowned manga and one of the best anime I've ever seen. So you're very lucky, yeah. actually. And, and I watched Monster with a nurse who worked, who was a critical care nurse and yeah. also like an oh, like a, a nurse at different levels. And she was amazed by how accurate the sort of uh, depiction of a hospital, hospital politics, and also the terminology used in surgery are in that show. Yeah. So if you, I've, I'm guessing you are somehow involved with medicine and since you're asking this question. And so Monster is a perfect show for you and you should go watch it right now. Also, Blackjack. Yes. Uh, that's the first one that came to my mind was Blackjack. And, um, it's less accurate probably, but... Yeah, definitely. I mean, very, but it's definitely. still there. And also, It's fun, you know, though. It's fun. It's fun. It's not nearly as good. It's fun, but it's also there and definitely a classic. Yeah, and there's Young Blackjack, with, which came out a couple years ago, and so they kind of... Which I did not love. Yeah, it was all right. It was, it's, 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 it's fun. It's not nothing, nothing uh, tremendous, but all right. it's, it's an okay watch. Next up, Nut writes... <laughs> what? 
Um, at the time of writing this, I'm. Um, oh, he says I'm. He's guessing that it's going to be Thanksgiving when we give him when we do this mailbag. Oh. Well, sucks to be you. Smart. I mean, ass. it is November. He's he's only off by three weeks. Yeah. Um, at the time of writing this, I'm completely caught up with My Hero Academia, and I have loved it. I enjoy. Awesome. Um, I have enjoyed the arcs they've been putting into the show, and it uh, leads to my question: What are your favorite story arcs from a shonen show? Favorite story arcs from a shonen show. Mine is the Android Saga from Dragon Ball Z. I love it. The Android Saga is good. The desperation, the, yeah. The desperation like, is nice, especially it's, like the history of Trunks portion. Yep, is in, incredible. It's very desperate, and I love. Um, that. gosh, it's like name a shonen, and I'll tell you what my favorite <laughs> arc is. So, like, uh, from Naruto, my favorite arc is the um the Village of the Mist arc, um, where like you know it's which is like one of the first ones is where, um, you know Haku dies and stuff, and it's so emotional. Um, from, let's see what else from, I I love the Chimera ant arc from Hunter Hunter. It's good. It has a really cool fight scene in it. I love the dark tournament arc from, from Yu Hakusho. Right. That's Uh, a great one. Dude, that first episode of Yu Yu Hakusho is so emotional. I totally forgot. I haven't, I don't even remember what it's about. It's about him dying and everybody going to his funeral. Oh yeah. 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 And his mother's mother's crying. Dude, everyone's crying. He has a terrible mother by the way. Yeah. But like. And then Kuwabaro shows up and he's like yelling at his casket or whatever. And he's oh, like, you're not, you're not allowed to run away from me and all this stuff. And it's like so emotional. You're right. Like, I remember oh this my now. God. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, the feels were strong. All right. Next mailbag. All right. Next mailbag comes from Shivan Bear or Shivan Bear. It says, uh, I've been watching anime since the 60s. Grew up on Kimba. Goddamn. Wow. Kimba. Wow. Uh, the Amazing Three, Gigantor, and Marine Boy. But after drifting away, I was reintroduced to it as an adult when a college student of mine Knowing how much I enjoyed science fiction comedy, let me the irresponsible Captain Tyler. Uh, 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 stop moving the dock around. <laughs> um, where was I? Hold on. Okay. Uh, I loved it and have been watching anime as an adult for decades, due in large part to this show. Uh, I've listened to your AA uh, podcast for several years, and I have never heard this classic show mentioned have any of you seen it and if so what was your impressions of it i'm very familiar with it but i haven't seen it and it may make an appearance in our next episode oh it's a teaser interesting yeah it's i haven't seen it i know that it's uh i know that it's a classic and yeah uh, i haven't seen it either but i've, I've definitely heard several people talk about it like yeah. so that might be i know it's a comedy okay i think it's a comedy i'd be down to watch it um last mailbag is from the viva la jd Am I insane? I've started these One Piece boxes I got last year, and I'm roughly 189 episodes in at this point. It's a great sleeping show. Yes, you're crazy. (laughs) There is a such thing as a sunk cost fallacy. Sunk cost. What is that? A sunk cost is when you have spent... This is is super hard to explain because I don't really get it fully, but it's like a sunk cost would be like... Uh, so it's, it's an, oh, it's an I know expense what it is. you cannot. <gasps> I know what it is. It's an expense you cannot get back. Can yeah. I try to explain it? If sure. I think I know what it is, mm-hmm. is that the thing where if you've already spent a certain amount of money on something, you'll continue to spend money on it because you've already spent. You know what I mean? Like it's I've already put twenty bucks into this. I might as well put thirty. It's, it, yeah, it's a cost that has been incre- has occurred has incurred but and cannot be recovered. So okay. the sunk cost fallacy is like I knew something. Yeah, since you spent like the fifty, since you've watched one hundred and eighty-nine episodes, you feel like you have to keep going. Yeah, you might as well watch the other five hundred. But that's not <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, like that is actually like a super bad thing for yourself. Now I'm not saying this is bad. Like I actually I actually wrote down on the doc that quote sometimes if you need a little help to get to sleep at night, then whatever you need, anime is better than drugs to help you sleep. Well, is exactly what I wrote. It depends it's on what sure kind true. of drugs. I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, like, what? <laughs> I'm joking. 
Okay, yeah. No, you're not crazy. Keep watching your keep watching your um, One Piece, and if it helps you sleep at night, then God bless it. Honestly, I'm just happy I knew something. A lot of people struggle to sleep. Like like half of all Americans have have some kind of insomnia or something crazy. So good for you. I don't have trouble sleeping. I have trouble waking up. I have trouble <laughs> staying asleep. I do wake up, mm. but yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that brings another this... endlessly long episode. We have to do better. I feel like I uh, like to keep it at two hours. I know. I think people like the long episodes. Um, you're right, but I like to keep it. How at two funny hours. that when it's just the two of us, we go super long. Yeah, we're going long on the impressions. I think when they're done, we'll, it'll be shorter. Mm. Yeah, probably. All right. So, uh, bringing us home. Of course, you guys can always find us on our website aaapodcast.com, uh, which I just updated completely. So if you just updated, if you want to see what, what, what we're doing on the next like month of podcasts, it's all nice. on there. Yes. And of course you can go to aapodcast.com slash join to create an account and sign up for all of the wonderful bonus episodes that we provide for you, for your listening pleasure. There's no shit like at least 300 or 400 extra episodes on there that yeah. you've maybe never heard. So come on, toss us a few bucks, listen to a crap yeah, load of episodes. You're paying like a penny for every podcast. Of course, Probably. you can also hang out with all of us on our Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast. You might be that 2000th member. Uh, of course, from that page, you can get access to our Discord where we hang out and watch anime together and have just a good old time, play video games and whatnot. Thank you so much for everybody that joined us live. We appreciate you. And for all those listening later, I love you all. I love you too.